and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. This edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in beautiful Northwest Pennsylvania. We broadcast each and every weeknight, Monday through Friday, seven to ten p.m. right here on Global Star Radio Network. We're also simulcast on Blog Talk, and you can find the live shows as well as archives on our YouTube channel. We have uh, two separate websites for our show, HagmanReport.com, where you can go for all the news and information, and HagmanandHagman.com, where you can get all the show information. And my father has been rejuvenating HomelandSecurityUS.com. So check out that site regularly as he uh, posted a in, a great investigative report. Sorry there, I had a, a mental hiccup. But we got a great show for you tonight. Uh, joining us in this segment will be Brandon House. Uh, he's going to be joining us to talk about a few things that he has going on. His website is WorldViewWeekend.com. Then in the second half hour of... Uh, of this hour, the second segment. Eve Gonzalez from Trading Post in the Woods will be joining us. And then from 8 to 10, Russ Dizdar will be our guest. And uh, Russ, I talked to him earlier today. He's ready to go. And it should be a fantastic show. I know we're still working on on trying to get Brandon on. And uh, I guess we can, while we're waiting for him, we can jump into some of the news and information that has been going on folks who've been paying attention this weekend uh, the story from last week into this weekend is the, the wiretapping story. Did the Obama White House issue wiretaps against Trump and was this done legally or illegally uh, and what evidence is there that we have that we know about and is there other evidence behind the scenes that is yet to be revealed um, for a good analysis on this again go to homelandsecurityus.com and read the or Canada Free Press. Uh, my dad's article is up on Canada Free Press, where he details uh, what exactly is happening and what to expect. Uh, just to give you a brief rundown, <clears throat> um, I think it was Friday, Trump or Saturday morning, did a, a series of tweets about how he was being bugged, basically, uh, from wiretaps from the Obama administration, and there's a big. Uh, <laughs> the media obviously uh is is instantly denying this is true this is false trump is dangerous he's mentally ill more of the same from them but it looks like uh, that they are worried about something and could it be that there were warrants we know the fisa court warrants were issued um and the warrants were issued to spy on a server in the trump towers in october and even the New York Times and, and many other media outlets were reporting on this. And there's been a, uh, a number of former Obama associates and uh, cabinet members who have come out and just flat out denied that there's any truth to this or that there's any precedent to a story like this. But we know that there have been a number of examples about President Obama and the Obama White House issuing um there's many victims of the wiretapping. One of the most 
common, commonly talked about and well known uh, are, is the 2013 reporter scandal where you had uh, James Rosen of Fox News and a number of AP reporters who, under the Espionage Act of 1917, uh, they put wiretaps on on these reporters. And there are countless other um, examples of this from the U.S. targeting Angela Merkel from Germany. Uh, Obama explicitly targeted the phones of the Italian ambassador to NATO and other top Italian officials for long-term interception. Uh, Folks, if you want to go through a list of these, there's a a good article in the Gateway Pundit. Uh, Here's the list more than a dozen proven victims of Obama's many wiretaps. And one of the real interesting things about this is, uh, um, yeah, you can bring the, the timeline over here. Thank you. Um, this is something that, that might, um, who was it? Levin talked about and was published on, on Breitbart. There's a timeline of events, of wiretapping events, and we can get through, we can go through these, um, at some point here. Any, uh, Anything from Brandon yet, Eric? All right. All right. Well, thank you, John and Eric, for for working hard. We're still trying to get Brandon here. That's why uh, you see you see me looking away and wondering what's going on. Uh, sometimes when we have guests that are scheduled and we don't talk to them right before the show, sometimes things fall through the cracks, and then sometimes you know, boom. They're here before you know it, so I don't want to get too far into this if we're going to bring him on, because I know we are going to be talking about uh, something completely different. So I guess we can go through some of the news. I'll, I'll go through some of the headlines, uh, and then we can get into them from there if uh, Brandon doesn't join us. Before, yeah, the wiretapping thing, we're going to get back into that. But the uh, one of the interesting stories that is being underreported right now that I think deserves a lot more attention is what's going on with the TSA. I don't know how many people have heard this in the uh, news cycles in the last 24, 48 hours, but the TSA has issued um, or is implementing new pat-down policies. A universal comprehensive search, a search at airports is much more invasive and intrusive than the previous pat-downs. And there's an interesting article today out of Bloomberg that that the TSA is calling and, and uh, informing local law enforcement that due to their their new universal comprehensive pat downs, you may see a lot of passengers calling local authorities to report sexual assaults. The U.S. Transportation Security Administration has declined to say exactly where and how employees will be touching air travelers, as part of their more invasive physical pat down procedures. It recently ordered. But the agency does expect some passers to consider this, consider the examination unusual. In fact, the TSA decided to inform local police in case anyone calls to report an abnormal federal frisking. According to a memo obtained by an airport trade association obtained by Bloomberg News, the physical search for those selected to have one is what the agency described as a more comprehensive screening, replacing five separate kinds of pat-downs it previously used. The decision to alert local and airport police raises a question of just how intimate the agency's employees may get. On its website, the TSA says employees use the back hand, the back of the hand for pat down over sensitive areas of the body. In limited cases, additional screening involving a sensitive 
area pat-down with the front of the hand may be needed to determine that a threat does not exist. Now, security screeners will use the front of their hands on passengers in private screening areas, and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, <clears throat> they go on to say that um, that this is going to be more invasive, and uh, the TSA screens about 2 million people daily at U.S. airports, and it does not track how many people are subject to the pat-down um, searches. Uh, as you know, these are or random or uh, on some kind of count, you know, every third person that goes through the body scanners uh, or however they do it will be subject to pat-down. But what's really interesting here is the fact that you have the body scanners in the airport. They're x-ray machines. And then you have these secondary pat-downs. Well, I, I don't remember the exact number. I believe it was 85 or 90% um, of weapons during test runs got through these two uh, security features, the, the x-ray machines and the pat-downs. Now, my question is, if, if even 50% of weapons are getting through the body screening x-ray machines, what good are they? What do they do if they do not grab a majority of what they're searching for? It seems uh, very unproductive, inefficient to continue to do this when, by their own comments, it's not enough to walk through the, the x-ray machines, even though they can basically see your bones, they're not detecting uh, the weapons. So now they're they're rolling out these new, uh, very intrusive pat-down procedures. And at some point, people have to ask, when is enough enough? When is, what is going too far? Um, and I would say even the pat-downs go too far. It's a, it's a constitutional violation. Uh, there is no probable cause. These searches are done at random. And, you know, they continue to become more intrusive. Uh, the TSA, you know, in the last, since 2009, rolled out the body scanners, increased uh, the number of personnel they have at every airport, basically have become a uh, a branch of the Department of Homeland Security that, in my opinion, is just completely out of control and we know that the rollback or the rollout of um, the Viper teams at bus stations were something that was in their future. We haven't seen too much of that, but um, this is, is cause for alarm. The TSA is saying passengers who have not previously experienced the now standardized pat-down screening um, may not realize that they did, in fact, receive the correct procedure, but they go on to say that other people um, will be complaining to the point of calling local law enforcement to report sexual assaults. And if the TSA can get away with groping people and the law and in in, uh, notifying the local law enforcement community about it, what actions, if any, will the local law enforcement offices take in dealing with claims of sexual assault? Uh, as we know, the TSA has had many instances where you have um, workers, employees of the TSA, freaking out, using the the uh, x-ray machines to uh, sexually exploit women and men, and being the, the TSA agencies being used uh, by some for criminal activity, including uh, sexual crimes, which is very uh, alarming when you look at these new procedures that they're rolling out. So where will, uh, what will happen with this? Hopefully we see 
a lot of pushback from civil liberties unions and, and from people who, who fly on a regular basis who will just say, I've had enough. I'm not going to subject myself to this anymore. And the only way to hit them where it hurts is to hit their pocketbooks. And we need to see more of that. And people say, well, you know, I have to work. I'm traveling for my job or it's an emergency or this and that. I think um, as long as we continue to play into their system, it will never go away. Any Anything yet? It's all me. All right. Well, at this point, since we're already halfway through the segment, we can just forget uh, forget about it. So we'll uh, we'll touch base with Brandon House on another day, and we will reschedule him to come on uh, in a future segment. We got a great week lined up this week. I don't have the new schedule here, uh, but it's going to be a, a fantastic week. Again, Russ Dizdar will be joining us from eight to ten tonight, and uh, he's going to talk about a lot of things. And my father, he'll be here for that interview. He's not here right now. And in the next segment, we have Eve Gonzalez from Trading Post in the Woods. She's going to come on and talk about some alternative health information and um, some things that are going to be needed to be heard by a lot of the uh, preparedness community. Um, all right, let's uh, let's continue to hit these new this, some of this news. There's an interesting piece from the New York Times today. I didn't get a chance to read the whole thing, but if you want to capture the sediment of the media, the the people in the media, and on the left. This definitely is it. Uh, The fake outrage from uh, you know, from this wiretapping story. I've seen a number of uh, news personalities, specifically news personalities, just flat outright say, you know, this is a lie. Um, Trump, this can't be true. Trump's losing his mind. Uh, you know, he needs this, he needs to be, this is going to end his presidency. Even yesterday, uh, I believe it was yesterday, excuse me, Chuck Schumer <laughs> was asked, and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer were asked on one of the Sunday morning talk shows, um, after they came out and denied that, o- that Obama or the White House could be involved in issuing a wiretap on Trump, even though we know that's already true to a great extent. Chuck Schumer went on to say that, um, well, if it's not true, Donald Trump's in huge trouble, and it's beneath the office of the presidency to to call out a former president like this. And then he, he went on to say that if it was true, and Obama did, or the, and the Obama White House did issue wiretaps against Trump, then it's even worse for Trump because there had to be some probable cause to issue the warrants. And I've been saying this a lot. I'm going to say it again: that the 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 media on the left and the politicians on the left are scared, or they really are losing their mind. And the article from the New York Times that I'm referring to is "Pause This Presidency." And I'm just going to read the first few paragraphs here. It says the American people must immediately demand a secession of all consequential consequential actions by this president. Until we can be assured that Russian efforts to hack our election in a way that was clearly meant to help him and damage his opponent did not also include collusion with or a cover-up by anyone involved in the Trump campaign and now the administration. Again, they're continuing to carry this Russian hacking uh, false story. This may sound extreme, the writer goes on to say, but if the gathered fog of suspicion should yield an actual connection 
it would be one of the most egregious assaults on our democracy ever. It would not only be unprecedented, it would be profound wound to faith in our sovereignty. But anyway, this article starts out by, and this is uh, basically the blueprint of what I've seen from the media, both on the left and right, when covering this Trump wiretapping story. They start out by talking about the Russians. Well, this president is a liar, and he's illegitimate. He should not be uh, in power. And the only reason he's the president is because of the Russian interference into the elections, even though there is no evidence of that whatsoever. What's really interesting is how the the left and the media on the left have come out to throw this this false Russian narrative in our face and basically talk about it as if it's true, if it's a, if it's a foregone conclusion that proof was there that that Trump colluded, even though there is there has been no proof offered except a a false intelligence report that was known to be false that CNN and uh, BuzzFeed ran with and got in, in, in some trouble for doing so. But they start leading out with this this Russian narrative. And without the evidence, without any facts, they're so quick to say it is fact. Now, Trump throws something out there about wiretapping, which we know to some extent was true based on the liberal left's own reporting before the inauguration and during the uh, after the election cycle. Even the New York Times ran a story uh, on January 20th about the Obama White House and the administration wiretapping Trump, which yielded no evidence of any wrongdoing. But now they're, they're from James Comey, the FBI, to uh, Jake Tapper on CNN, are just come out, coming out and saying, you know, Trump is, is, has some mental issue for even suggesting that this be partially true. Even though, again, we know that it is true. And how is it true? Well, let's just look at this. Um, in June 2016, there was a FISA court request. The Obama administration filed a request with the Foreign Intelligence Service Court to monitor communications involving Donald Trump and several advisor advisors. The request was uncharacteristically denied. That was in June 2016. And then we had, in October, the Obama administration submits a new, more narrow request to the FISA court now focused on a computer server in Trump Tower, suspected of links to Russian banks. No evidence is found, but the wiretaps continue for national security reasons. The Obama administration is now monitoring an opposing presidential campaign using the high-tech surveillance powers of the Federal Intelligence Services. Again, this was in October of 2016, and it was uh, put out there to the public. Now, another interesting uh, piece of this puzzle is something we talked about on the show when it happened, Obama expanding the NSA sharing power, and the outgoing Obama administration expanded the power of the NSA, the National Security Agency, to share globally intercepted personal communications with the government's 16 other intelligence agencies before applying privacy protections. The new powers and reduced protections could make it easier for intelligence on private citizens to be circulated or improperly leaked. Now, that's important. Um, so we have oops, we have the the FISA court requests that were issued and approved after the first ones were denied on s- surveilling a computer in Trump Towers. So there is a history of the 
wiretapping, not illegal wiretapping, uh, but the first attempt to get a FISA warrant was denied, as the article says, uncharacteristically. And the second one was granted, which uh, tied to a computer server in Trump Tower where they were looking for collusion between some Russian bank and Trump, which no evidence was yielded. Now, it's been a very interesting week. Uh, I believe it was last week we had the the State of the Union address where even CNN said Trump was presidential. And right after that, either due to the positive feedback he got from his speech or to keep their uh, narrative going that the president's illegitimate and um, that this is all, you know, one big uh, lie, they issued the Sessions story. And that was last week where Jeff Sessions was accused of lying under oath, even though um, he was asked in, in his confirmation hearings about that fake Russian um, dossier on Trump, and he answered it truthfully. And we found out in his capacity as senator for the Armed Services Committee, he met with a Russian ambassador under the behest of the Obama administration, uh, we need to add. And they turned around and tried to get him to say there was some kind of Russian collusion. And last week we saw all the stories where, uh, you know, Trump tweeted out pictures of Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and other representatives were caught lying about meeting with the Russian ambassador. Although in a, uh, you know, in legal ways, they tried to make it seem like Trump or Jeff Sessions had, you know, met in an underground parking facility secretly with, with Russians which isn't true, but they're continuing to push this Russian narrative in the news media. And it, it's getting to a point, it's been laughable. And, and my concern, I was with Dave Hodges last night, and we talked about this a little bit, is that we're at a point where people are believing these lies on in the mainstream media. Everything, just about everything, uh, people, people are believing just about everything that's being said that they agree with, not doing the due diligence in, in researching the claims and finding out the truth of the matter um, because it's not about the left or the right it's not about you know Trump or Obama the truth is first and foremost and when people forego facts, evidence and the truth to continue to push a narrative for an agenda we're in a lot of trouble even today on Fox News uh, we were watching you know the Bob Beckel from the five call Trump mentally insane for making these claims even though he you know he had to admit that the there was already evidence that there were um they were monitoring Trump what they're doing is playing semantics with word games saying that you're not going to find a warrant with Obama's name on it and Trump's name on it which we know um you know that would not be standard practice uh, it either came from the justice department or one of the intelligence agencies but that doesn't negate the fact that I believe there's something here. And even uh, people from Trump's camp have come out and said, you know, hold on, we're going to launch an investigation. And there is a lot more here than what the people know and what they have seen. Um, and, yeah, the uh, there's a, a story about Bob Beckham. Also, Jake Tapper of CNN did a segment today. Are you really serving the president? Tapper slams Trump advisors for enabling him on conspiracy theories. Um, this is from the same person who told you 
you had to get your information about the Hillary Clinton and Podesta email leaks from CNN because it was illegal for you to read them on your own. But this afternoon, CNN host Jake Tapper offered up some pointed commentary regarding President Trump's latest unproven claim that former President Obama was wiretapping his phones before the election and Trump's habit of embracing conspiracies from the conservative media. Again, the people on the left are really... uh, they're, they're, they seem to be playing defense now, which is which is interesting. And, you know, expect more um, false stories, false uh, and sensationalist headlines that lead and go nowhere, kind of like the Jeff Sessions story. As much as they try to push that, as much as they try to say, oh, this is a real thing, and, um, you know, he needs to resign, there is nothing there. You see how that's how that's died out. And one thing that is also being criticized from what Trump did this weekend is his use of Twitter, uh, circumventing the mainstream media and just putting his allegations out there on Twitter. And I don't think it's a bad idea. Uh, many people say it's reckless and it's you know beyond what the president should be doing. But when you have a news media who refuses to put things in proper context, who refuses to report um, very important parts of investigations and, and stories, I mean, they, they leave whole uh, important facts and, and other things out, and then they turn around and take sound clips and, and cut them down and, um, again, put people out of context and misrepresent what the, who they are and what they say. I wouldn't, you know, put my stuff out there in front of the media either. Why not continue to use a communication tool that connects you directly to the people without the interference and the spin that the media is going to put on anything he says. I mean, even uh, Jake Tapper said that Donald Trump was spewing venom about this alleged conspiracy. And he, uh, um, you know, they continue to push this narrative that uh, this is hurting the American people. Mika Brzezinski today said that, you know, this she's very nervous and this is a dangerous time. And her co-host, Joe Scarborough, said, you know, this is it. The president is going down. And I think uh, my dad was more right than wrong when he said that this has only continued to heat up and get worse. You know, I thought hopefully this would die out as uh, after the inauguration and as we continue to move into the Trump presidency. But, I mean, the media and, and these these people on the left and right are doubling down in their assault against our demo- democratically elected leader, Donald Trump. When we come back, Eve Gonzalez from Trading Post in the Woods will be our guest for the next segment, followed by Russ Dizdar from 8 to 10. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. In a thrilling series of novels, T.C. Joseph takes us into the lives of three families who struggle to maintain normal lives in a world where conspiracy theory and Bible prophecy collide. T.C. Joseph's viewpoint of alternative history and understanding of prophetic events will change your view of the world and the events on our horizon. 
Kirkus Review states, readers of end times fiction will be hard pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable and fast paced. Blue Wink Reviews boldly states, fans of Tim LaHaye's Left Behind series and Tom Parada's The Leftovers will find this thought provoking series absolutely riveting. Order your copies of T.C. Joseph's This Generation series from Amazon.com. Book 1, Precipice. Book 2, Pentecost. And Book 3, Penance. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden. Exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. Stain by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stain by Blood. Back, ladies and gentlemen, to segment number two of this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We got Eve Gonzalez standing by. She is from Trading Post in the Woods, uh, a fantastic company that's been uh, with us for a while now, and uh, we use her products regularly. Eve, welcome back to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi, Joe and Doug. It's great to be back again. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's great to have you. I know we talked off air a little bit last week. Uh, and I know you, you talked with John over the weekend, and you got some stuff you wanna you wanna talk about and share with us tonight. Yeah, there um, actually there's always a lot. There's so much in the news going on, and I know um, first and foremost, um, it, you know, we do have a petition out there, and I'd li- I just really want to encourage people to go and and check out the um, things that we have going on um, through our trading post with the petition. Um, 
a lot of people don't realize the rights that they have lost um, with um, natural alternatives, and so that is something that we're really trying to bring to the forefront so that people know. Um, you know, I don't know if you read the article about the gentleman that was just arrested in, in Kentucky, um, the Amish gentleman for um, doing natural alternatives, and Lisa Haven, somebody you're having on on Wednesday, uh, did a beautiful um, write-up on, um, it's titled... Uh, what um, something something's coming and it's happening quickly. Natural health providers in trouble. Um, that came out. I think she did like February 28th. And so I'm glad you're having her on your show. But that really is something that we're dealing with. Um, but we wanted to go ahead and just really encourage people that when you're getting prepared for a disaster, you really need to be prepared to help yourself medically. Um, if you don't. If you're not prepared, I mean, you might have the biggest guns and the most bullets, and and you may have a two-year food store, but if you don't have a way to take care of yourself medically when, um, you know, an epidemic breaks out or somebody has diarrhea really bad um, or you have a bad ear infection um, or, you know, whatever it might be, if you cannot take care of yourself medically, what good are all the other preparations you've done? And, and That's we exactly need a right. lot of people. Huh? It is. Well, you know, um, if you if you know any hunters that have gone out into the wilderness and they've gotten a terrible case of diarrhea, which is not something you want in the wilderness, um, you know, their their ammo and their guns aren't going to do them any good. And odds are, and after disaster happens, um, if you don't know how to take care of yourself naturally, then you're going to suffer. And you know, what are you going to do? You have to have a game plan. You have to have solutions. And that's one thing that we work really hard to educate people on. We're not just selling a product. We're part of what we offer people is the education that comes along with it because we want you to know how to use it. And um, and so that's very important to us. And that was one of the reasons we wanted to come back on. And I'm so grateful to we've had just a fabulous couple of months working with quite a few of your listeners who are learning how to do it. And so they just call us and go, now what do I do? <laughs> so that's part of it. You know, we're fighting for people's rights in the um you know, your right to be able to know the truth about natural alternatives um, as well as to purchase those natural alternatives, but also to help you learn about it because that's something our great-grandparents knew how to do, um, but it's a, really truly a skill we've all lost. And, um, you know, when you walk into somebody's home today, think about it. Think about your medicine cabinet. How many over-the-counter medications do most people have in their uh, medicine cabinet? How many pharmaceuticals do they have in their uh, medicine cabinet? And the problem with that is you look and go, okay, what's the difference between their medicine cabinet and our great-grandparents? Yeah, our, know, of, if I can just jump in here, uh-huh. because uh, you've covered a lot of ground. One, um, we, and this is going back to our conversation we had off air last week, um, about, you know, when, when people prep, they, they tend to, to focus on the water and then the food, ammunitions, and the medical supplies is, is very important, you know, because, uh, when you think about 
how we live today with this, you know, the society that we can go to hospitals and, and we do have, you know, emergency medical care available to just about everybody who lives in this country. Um, and then when you think of what it would be like uh, on your own with, with no support system, and you think of some of the little problems that, that we've had or, or people have had throughout the years, and I'll give an example. Um, I had a cyst, an infection on my on my back. Uh, a few years ago, and I've had to have two surgeries since then, and, and the problems seem to be rectified. But I was talking with my my mother the other day, and we were talking about this very issues. And I said, you know, uh, would I be alive without you know modern medicine? Um, you know, if we didn't have hospitals, if we didn't have the medical system, how would you know how would I fix that? And she said, oh, you'd probably be dead, um, you know, from from the infection. And that that was a that was an eye opener when we were having that conversation. But there are things we can do that are natural, that are homeopathic, that you, you don't need the hospital. So precautions can be take, taken. And, and the prepping movement, uh, we talked about how a lot of people have really uh, taken an attitude of, well, uh, things are going to be better and, and, you know, I've prepped long enough or I, I'm okay for right now because, uh, you know, Donald Trump's in office or whatever the reason. And we've seen uh, a huge decline in people um, purchasing, you know, survival and, you know, just uh, regular survival products from whether it be food, medical equipment, uh, you just go down the list. And there's well, been a huge decline since the, the inauguration and since the election. And that's what's very scary. I know we were talking about that. And having responded to, you know, over 18, it's 18 major disasters and just numerous um ones that weren't classified as major, um, it is scary. I know I told you, uh, you know, when we see the drastic halt of people getting prepared, I don't, I have never seen anything quite like it where people really have taken the attitude of, I don't need to worry about it anymore because President Trump is going to make everything better. And I am look at it and go, now you need to be more worried because that means there are a whole lot less people getting prepared, but no president has ever been able to cancel, um, you know, a natural disaster. And from everything that I have seen firsthand in disasters, people cannot take care of themselves medically. And it's very hard as a, a responder to go in there and realize that there are things that they could be doing naturally, and yet I can't tell them, okay? I cannot go and I cannot treat, I cannot diagnose, I cannot prescribe when I'm in disaster area. And even though I may have a solution, I cannot give it to you. You have to know it because it's you are deemed not in your right state of mind. And so if I um, try to give you something that you would never in your normal mind use, I can um, be fined or I could be thrown in jail. So, you know, when we go into disaster area, we can't, we can't suggest, oh, you got an earache, okay, oh, you have an infection, oh, you have a wound here, do this, if you don't have any supplies. Um, and that's all stuff you need to know ahead of time. And that's why we do the training classes, like we're going to be doing this time with experts next week. And and um, every day I'm on the phone and I spend a lot of time with Hagman and Hagman listeners now trying to teach them how do you use a homeopathic. It's so simple. And yet if you look at our great-grandparents' medical, you know, or their um, 
medicine cabinets, they had all natural. They didn't have all these pharmaceuticals. And, you know, whether it's an infection, a viral, um, you know, somebody's bit by a dog, we have a bad sinus infection, all these things still happen in disaster. But now you don't have a doctor. You are the doctor, okay? When we're in a disaster area, we don't see a lot of people who have to be sutured. We don't see a lot of people who have to be casted. And that is something I know a lot of people, when they're preparing, it's a huge mistake they make, is that they're trying to buy that type of of medical supply, and they buy a big kit, and they don't learn how to use any of it. So you get into a disaster setting, and now you're going to pull out a book and try to read it? That is not the time, <laughs> okay? But those kids don't carry. What do you do for an infection? What do you do for an abscess? What do you do for an infected wound? There are natural alternatives. And I love homeopathy because there are no known side effects. There aren't, you know, there are historically no contraindications. And once again, I have to tell you, According to the FDA and the Federal Trade Commission, I cannot treat, diagnose, or prescribe. I can't say anything heals. I can't say anything will make you better. But I will tell you, you better learn it because you have to have a game plan. Absolutely. And, you know, it's um, it's incredible to me that you can have, uh, you know, commercials. We'll just give the example of the commercials for pharmaceutical uh, products where, it's not like somebody can go into a store and, and say, I want this drug or that drug. You have to go to a doctor and it has to be prescribed by a doctor. So why they have commercials uh, is beyond me. And they, they, you know, they talk about the half the commercials or more than half the commercials is reading the horrible side effects. And, and well, I laugh every it. time I hear one of those. But you can't talk about alternative health products because you would break some rules, right? Well, exactly. I, I cannot, um, you know, you can't use the word headache and and recommend something. You can't use the word migraine and recommend something. You can't use um, diabetes and recommend something or go, this is what I would use because now you're using a medical terminology. Um, in fact, it's getting to the point where basically all naturals, if things continue on the path they are, you're not even going to be able to know the truth about what any of them have done um, because we won't be able to say anything about anything natural. Um, I listen to those commercials and it amazes me after hearing all those side effects, why would you take them? Um, you know, that's my thought. Now, t- take it and, and look at it from this standpoint. Okay, so you have an antibiotic and you decide to stockpile all these antibiotics and a disaster happens. And somebody takes that antibiotic and they go into anaphylactic shock. Now what are you going to do? Good question. You know, and and people don't think about stuff like that. And that's why it's so important to go, you know, what is there naturally? Because most people can't stockpile all kinds of antibiotics. Um, But, you know, if something were to happen and you have natural alternatives that, and it's not hard to learn, and, and that's why, you know, we try to put out so much information and we really try to help educate people. Um, but you can do this. Your, our great-grandparents did it all the time. 
what made us different? We became lazy. It, the pharmaceutical companies made it simple for us. And and if you really want to be prepared, you need to start learning those skills. Our great grandparents did, um, and and start getting stuff while you can now. Four hundred and forty homeopathics have been removed from over the counter in our by prescription only making it more difficult for you to be able to get the things that you want to get. And um, and so that's an important thing. If, it, if there wasn't any validity to homeopathy, they never would have pulled it off and made it by prescription only. And for right. people who don't know anything about homeopathy, it actually is a drug, and it's in the United States Pharmacopoeia, and it became a drug through the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act um, that was passed. And so we do have a video on our, our website that tells people more about the history of homeopathy. But, you know, our, our great-grandparents and their grandparents and all those before us, they were doing all the natural um and it's something that we need to learn. If you want to be prepared, you have to know it. I've been in disaster sites where we cannot get people out to medical. And so you're, I've had to look at people and go, you know what, I'm sorry, you're all going to suffer. Um, but you're not going to die. That's the good news. You're not going to die. You're going to suffer. But it's going to be at least three days before we'll be able to get you out to medical. So good luck with that one. <laughs> it's horrible. Horrible. Yeah. And people need to be prepared. No, they absolutely, absolutely do need to be prepared. And there are, um, you know, a lot of things, you know, with the Internet and the this expansion of knowledge, there are a lot of areas where people can, you know, do some research. And there's some very um, easy and basic things you can do to make sure that you're covered uh, for certain things. I mean, you can uh, stockpile supplies, you know, uh, hydrogen peroxide, Band-Aids, gauze, uh, tape, things like that. But there are a lot of things that are beyond um, some of the expertise, especially with people like you uh, who have uh, a vast knowledge of alternative health and alternative health remedies. And um, this is something that you do with your customers is, is to go through and talk to them about um, what it is you know and how best you can you can help them. Is that correct? That's right. And that, you know, just... To just sell somebody something, if you don't help them to understand how to use it and the tool that they have in their hand, what service have we provided? And so to me, it's very important because my goal is that if something were to happen, I have done everything I can to help educate and equip people to survive. Tired of dead bodies, tired of victims. I'm looking for the people who truly want to be prepared, who truly want to have solutions, who truly want to be able to help themselves and their families and their neighborhoods. And it's also a great bartering tool. So for people who are looking for a way to barter, when you have a skill and you know how to help somebody from an alternative um aspect, that's a great barter, bartering tool because a lot of people won't know. And um, and so that's what we're really working at trying to help um, people. But it's going, learning how to do natural is very simple. It takes a little bit of your time but it's not as hard as people make it out to be. There are a few basics and once you have those basics down, 
then you can sit there and go, oh, I can do this and this and this, and I can do this and this and this for that problem. The more options you have in your tool chest, the better chance of survival you will have. In, in a dire try situation, I want as many options as possible to try to save the life of a person than to just look at a, a medical kit I just kind of bought and said, I've never opened it, I have no clue what I have, let me pull out a book now. And the problem is a lot of the books are disappearing, too, because along with your right to know, um, the truth about stuff is disappearing in books. There are books it's hard to find now, decent books that can tell you really, you know, what you need to do. And and that's we are going to keep on teaching people as long as we possibly can and, and fighting to um, get changes made so that, there, we can get these rights back. Um, as an American, we should have the right to choose um, if we want pharmaceutical or alternative, and we should have the right to know the truth, the truth about what natural alternatives have done. And, you know, they've come out with now a, a specific guideline of what they will accept as scientific proof. Um, and so basically everything from history is totally wiped out uh, because it's not going to fall under the realm of scientific proof. And that's a, a really sad fact um, when you talk, when you look at the monopoly that the um, medical institutions has on on medicine, they and, and we've talked about this with Dr. Pebrora and many other people. You know, so just about every single medicine, whether it's over the counter or um, prescription, only fights the symptoms of an underlying disease. Very rarely do you have any medicine that is offered. You know, as maybe antibiotics, but you know, most of the prescriptions and, and much of the over counter drugs just mask or handle symptoms of an underlying illness. Yeah, it's like putting a bandage on top of a, a huge wound. Um, yeah. With, with natural alternative, the goal is to heal the root cause so that your body heals. And you won't have to take it all your life, the rest of your life. Uh, uh, the pharmaceutical, for most of them, um, you know, you start something and you're going to keep on taking it, especially if you have some sort of chronic issue. It never seems to go away. It's just more and more, and for the rest of your life, you're going to be on that drug. But natural has always gone, let's get to the root cause. Let's heal the root cause so that the body that God blessed us with, which is an amazing thing, can heal itself. So your body is constantly regenerating. Tissues are regenerating, bones, muscles, all of that regenerates. But you have to give your body what it needs to get healthy so it can do that. Um, you know, six cells multiply quickly and abundantly. And what the goal is, get rid of the six cells so that the healthy ones can be the ones reproducing. So we like to encourage people, you know, homeopathy, it's just not about disaster preparedness time and having that in your medicine chest. It's about looking at your health and going, when disaster happens, I want to be in the best health possible. Well, if you're on 13 different medicines, how healthy are you? 
heading into a disaster. Um, and so we encourage people, start working on your health now. Start If you're on some of those, start weaning yourself off and start going natural and, and heal at the root problem so that you become stronger and stronger and stronger so you have a better chance when disaster happens to go ahead and fight off the you know, the viruses and the bacterial infections and, and um, trauma that your body may end up going through. You have, we all have a better chance of, of dealing with that over somebody who's very ill and on all sorts of medications. And, and then you have to look what happens when you run out of that medication. What are you going to do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, folks, we only have a few minutes left with Eve Gonzalez. She is from a trading post in the woods, and I got the... Uh, uh, Simple Survival's American Heritage Remedies Kit right in front of me. And uh, each um, bottle in here has uh, is something for, for a different ailment, um, from fevers to uh, stress to congestion. And uh, folks, go to tradingpostinthewoods.com. Or uh, if you're watching YouTube, Eric, if you put that screen back up, the graphic that we have has all of our information right there. Um, you want to talk, we only have about four minutes left, three minutes left. Do you want to talk about the petition? And what people can do to sure the help petition you. if they go to our website. Um, in fact, it's um, we have it up. It's a call to action. Um, they can go ahead and they can click on that, and it will guide them. Oh, I think we also have a link on there where they can click on the link. And basically, it is to petition the White House to give us our rights back, um, our, our our freedom of choice when it comes to natural alternatives, um, to level the playing field between um, big, you know, big pharma and um, and natural alternative. And so they can go ahead and let their voice be heard. We do need 100,000 signatures um, in order for it to have to be addressed. And that's, we made sure that, you know, they have to address if, if it falls within a certain, per, you know, guidelines that they've established. We were very careful to make sure it fell within those guidelines. So we need 100,000 signatures, um, and then they have to address that for us. And so that is a petition um, that we did, just trying to help people um to get your rights back. Um, it has been just a whirlwind of loss, um, especially in the last year and even just a few months prior to President Obama leaving office. The rights that you lost as an American citizen um, in your ability to know the truth about natural alternatives, what they do, and to learn about them and to purchase them. Um, so they can do that. Um, they can also sign up, um, you know, to, and, and keep an eye open for when we do training um, around the United States, trying to teach people all that we have learned out um, in the disaster areas and specifically, you know, teaching you skills that you need in disaster area. Um, and I would like to say in the, you know, we are promoting out, um, if you use code Hagman, you can get 15% off our Survivalist Natural Remedies Kit. And when you look at that, um, part of that price is basically you become my student. Um, I tell people, until you understand what you what you have in your hands, 
I will work with you. And then you can always feel free to call me if you have questions. Um, and then there is the American Heritage Natural Remedies Deluxe Kit. And that one, if they use the code PREPARE, they'll get 25% off of that. So we're doing that for your listeners um, to help them um, try to get prepared. But, you know, part of I know somebody had called once and they said, why is your pricing so high? And I'm, I'm like, well, it's really not. But you also please take into account part of that is we're not just selling an item we're teaching you as we go along and you always have access if you if you have questions we want to help you understand but also we're fighting for your rights and and part of our overhead is you know we're we're doing this um, to try to get our rights back and um, and that it does take money as you guys know um, to be able to do that so we keep our prices as low as we possibly can um, in order um, to equip people with them but we also uh, want people to understand that we're not just selling an, a bottle we're selling Education that comes along with that and a tool in the event a disaster happens. So there's a lot at our website, a lot of the free th- um, things they can go and read and learn. The petition is so important. Please sign the petition. Send letters to the White House. You may not realize all the rights you've lost, but you've lost a lot, so fight to get them back. And Eve, uh, we only have a, a few seconds in closing, but I want to ask you this. Do you think, under the Trump administration, do you expect to see any changes in what you're hoping to see with uh, being able to talk about this stuff more openly, with being able to offer alternatives, or do you think we'll see the status quo with this administration? If people do not step up and let their voice be heard, President Trump cannot try and fix something he doesn't know is broken. And we have to bring light to this um, situation. If we don't, it will not change, and it will only get worse. The Federal Trade Commission and the, um, the FDA, you have no idea the restrictions um, that are there and, and how right. quickly and easily it is for them to shut people down. Eve from Trading Post in the Woods, tradingpostinthewoods.com. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We look forward to talking with you in the future. Thank you so much. God bless you all. God bless you, too. Coming up next, Russ Dizdar. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Greenovative. Go to hagmanreport.com. Click on the link to Greenovative. But what Greenovative is, it's a small company in Florida. They created something called the GMAG Power Cell. It produces electricity by adding salt water to this unit that recharges rechargeable batteries. It's the coolest thing you'll ever see in your life. It's really neat. Really a, a super device. All right? You need just two teaspoons of ordinary table salt, a little water, but a thing you're charging your rechargeable batteries. Super GMAG chargeable is affordable, it's lightweight, weighs about 8 ounces, it's durable, it's EMP proof, and it's environmentally friendly, yeah, that it is. It'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, 6 AA batteries off the grid when other power sources aren't available anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night, go to greenovative.com. That's greenovative.com. Perhaps you're a business out there, a small business. Would you like to extend the reach of your business? I bet you would. 
We should like to, to have the same opportunities as companies such as Omaha Steaks and Pro Flowers and Casper Mattress and some of the bigger companies out there. Would you like to have that same power? Advertise on our program. Go to HagmanandHagman.com or send an email to opportunities at HagmanandHagman.com. If you go to HagmanReport.com and HagmanandHagman.com, there's a link where you can, you can, you can, it's a big red box. You'll see it. You'll see it. Click on that link and go ahead and read the benefits that we have created for you. I think it's, I think it's a fabulous opportunity. For investors, timberland has become the symbol of safety. Global tropical timber demand continues to surge as the world's population increases. The need for managed, sustainable timber production forests has never been greater. When stock markets crash, trees keep growing. Direct ownership of fully managed tropical timberland acreage is now available to accredited investors. Prime, valuable hardwood groves close to the beautiful Costa Rican border generate and maintain superior long-term wealth. Consider visiting our forest plantations. Qualified accredited investors should go to PreciousTimberProfits.com or dial 855-888-6288 for more information. Call 855-888-6288 or visit PreciousTimberProfits.com. This announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offering made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288, PreciousTimberProfits.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Doug Hagman and Joe Hagman together. We are the Hagman and Hagman Report, of course. Uh, ripping, uh, ripping out, ripping the veil of uh, that covers the darkness that surrounds us. Um, boy, I'll tell you, there's a lot of darkness. Take you know, a lot of darkness out there, and uh, one guy that really knows, understands just how dark and black it is, is Russ Dizdar. But he also understands, more better better perhaps than anyone, uh, how the how this story ends. Russ is a, just a tremendous man. I've got a lot of respect for him. He and his team do such great work in the... Um, in this blackness, in this darkness, uh, rescuing children, working with multiples, working with people with uh, dis- uh, DID, uh, fighting against the, the very spirits and principalities of darkness that you, that you often hear about. We're going to be spending the next uh, two hours with Russ. His gracious gift of time tonight is going to be well worth it and I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight um, before we get to Russ I just want to mention that I am excited about a deal that we've got for you through Pro, uh, Pro Flowers this is an incredible deal you know I was talking with my wife this weekend and she was and, and this is a true story and she was saying that uh, how flowers she loves getting flowers 
and she loves having fresh flowers on the table. She loves getting flowers for no reason. Well, guys, have you have you forgotten ever forgotten an anniversary? If you're if you're not nodding yes, then you're not necessarily telling the truth. Or have you ever wanted to really make someone's day? Well, now you can. Pro Pro Flowers has agreed to offer to uh, through us to you this a tremendous offer. Pro Flowers has a very special offer especially for the listeners of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Right now, you can get $10 off of your purchase of $29 or more. This is an incredible an incredible deal. You know, this deal works best. But the, the, the more, to me, the, the, the bigger the arrangement, the bigger the impact. Oh, what what a great what a great thing to, to to see that smile on your on your wife's face when she receives um for example a um, hundred blooms bouquet a dozen red roses or they've got other totally unique gift plants and such now to snag this great deal just go to proflowers.com enter hagman enter our code hagman at checkout you know I did send my wife flowers just to say, you know, I love you. And I appreciate you and I appreciate all that you do. Made her day. And I, uh, this was a couple of weeks ago. And the flowers are still, they still have blooms and they're still on the table. And, um, every time we walk by, and sometimes we still get a whiff of that, that beautiful aroma. Folks, pro flowers bouquets, they're guaranteed to last Stay fresh for seven days or your money back. They've got a seven-step step quality check, meaning that the flowers are always awesome. Their website is super easy to use. I'm I, After I select the bouquet I like or the gift, I'm out of there in under two minutes. Pro Flowers is a no-brainer gift for a birthday, anniversary, any occasion, every occasion, or just no occasion at all. And, guys, maybe that's maybe that's the best no occasion. They take care of all of the details. Do yourself a favor and help out our show at the same time by supporting Pro Flowers. I know you got something coming up, and even if you don't, get that special someone, the, the perfect gift via Pro Flowers. Right now, get $10 off your purchase of $29 or more at Pro Flowers. Guys, ladies, this deal's not going to last long. Just go to proflowers.com, enter our code HAGMAN at checkout to get this very special deal. Proflowers.com, our code HAGMAN. Again, proflowers.com, our code HAGMAN. Just because. Put a smile on her face. Because there is so much darkness out there. And with that, I want to bring Russ. Russ, how are you doing, my friend? Well, I'll tell you what, flowers, flowers are good, and I'm going to order some since you told me all of that. Good. Good to be here. Good to be here with you. Good to see you. You're looking good, my friend. <laughs> yeah. We've had a lot of people praying for you. We know that, uh, uh, and uh, shared a little bit about, you know, um, that, that you were down for a while. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but I'm, it's, it's good to see you back. And, and I know that so many people have been praying for you. And I know that you're out there fighting a good fight. We've been excited to be back, and uh, we yeah de- December most of December in a room, uh, no no ability to bend the legs or walk on the legs, things like that. And then uh, coming to January, we got a little bit of help, 
a doctor from down in uh, Kentucky sent some stuff up and uh, called in something. And uh, so they've been trying to figure it out. So I have been, um, I'm probably at about 60%, 70% of the legs used. I I was out today. I was out yesterday. I was um, 20 20 miles from PA Erie uh, yesterday. On, or I'm supposed, sorry, Saturday, doing what you're, you know, what we're going to talk about tonight. Right. But, um, yeah, we're just, we're getting, listen, I am so grateful for the prayers and all the uh, folks have sent me stuff for health stuff and I, I'm grateful for everything. Still, you know, trusting Psalm, uh, chapter 30, verse 2, uh, that God's going to heal them all the way. And, uh, so yeah, I'm getting up where we're, I'm getting out and around. Um, and I was saying earlier on my radio program, uh, I, my body's like, like wanting to run. I want to, you know, run down the hallway, get this done, get that done. My legs just won't cooperate, but uh, they will. We're we're glad to be here. Good to be here. I, I got a package coming to you. All righty. So sounds good. Um, you know. So anyway, yeah. Well, well, Russ. Uh, I don't. I don't know where you want to start. I know we had spoken off air, and I know there's a lot of things to talk about. But uh, um, one of the things that that I really, in my heart of hearts, now by the way, folks, uh, Russ Dizdar, God willing. Uh, and, and I think I think this will happen. You, you're going to be in Chicago, Gurney, Illinois, with us May fifth and sixth. We're still on for that, right? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Aw- yes. Awaken to the Shaken Conference, and it's there that we are going to present the courtroom exhibits, courtroom ready exhibits for uh, on the issue of of what is known as PizzaGate. Now, you know, Russ, uh, it's people have no idea the depth and breadth. Of this massive uh, pedophilia, <clears throat> satanic ritual uh, stuff that's going on, and I got to tell you, folks, Russ is out in the field. Russ and his team, you got to support Russ and his team because they do the heavy lifting. They go out there and and uh, go after the uh, the children in cages, or attempt to save them or the the, the victims. So. Thank you for that, and and I've we have had the I don't, I don't know if it's a privilege I've had the honor I suppose uh, to to really see your work up close and personal. I got to tell you, it's like no other, and I know you've been working with law enforcement. But having said all that, where do you want to start? Mm-hmm. Well, we can continue with everything. I mean, Saturday we're up up north of me, you know, where I'm at, and and it, it connects with what uh, the case uh, connects uh, probably in a ring of. Uh, once this began with one victim, it, it's now turned into what I believe would be uh, three generations of, of victims. It spans all across North Ohio, into PA, all across PA. Uh, the individuals, uh, we keep adding new names. So I was up there yet, uh, Saturday afternoon. We made a drive up and to engage an individual. And I can't give the specifics because, you know, it's a live individual, um, live, uh, uh, it's just live in every sense. Um, so all I can tell you is, there is great brokenness, great you know, sexual abuse all across the board. The satanic side of all of this, we think we engaged an 87-year-old Nazi guy that's behind, you know, is one of the guys behind all of it. Um, and, and and yet um, we're bringing, um, I sat with a, a young man. My staff cleared the house. Uh, he was kind of shocked uh, that we found him again. Uh, we, 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 we literally went hunting him down. But just to pray with him, he's crying, he's weeping, he's hopeless, he's suicidal. Uh, but this all connects with sexual abuse, sexual abuse of children, ritual abuse, 
um, parents that are richly abused that have personalities, uh, others all around them that do, children that we've been looking for for a while that we think we've found, the group of children, some of which we, we believe were in cages, and then, um, and then this goes all the way, slides right into Pennsylvania. And, so, and then, and as I'm sitting here right now, we, you've met some of the staff members, uh, they, they, um, it's been a, a whole weekend of engaging all of this. We have a massive case. We have a victim, uh, and I cannot go into any details because it's live, and, and I'm, I'm very sure they're watching and observing this show tonight because it involved law enforcement. Involved, uh, we were supposed to take a victim to the feds today, this morning. We had an appointment. We have a safe housing issue, um, and it involves a huge case that involved the abduction, uh, brutal uh, ritual abuse of a little boy, and uh, his killing. He's in, and so we are right in the middle. Uh, uh, there's probably about six of these cases right around us. And there's been dozens over the years. But Doug, like Pizzagate, everything else, um, more are hearing about it, seeing it. They're, you know, they're understanding it. And and I want to talk about two elements why it's so hard to even hard to even dig into. We'll talk about that. But there's. Because we've been on the field, I've been on the field 35 years doing like when I met with you and during, you know, doing that kind of stuff. Um, and breaching places and houses and fields and barns and old school houses and whatever else it is that we need to. Uh, and I've seen the damage. The worst of it is the damaged lives, the lives that are just damaged so badly and demonized and the motivation behind that. It you know, so it involves all those lives. It involves Forensics. What is the motivation? It involves uh, it involves massive high crime. All of this um, stuff, though, connects to the big stuff. Eyes wide shut. Bohemian Grove. Mother of Darkness Castle. It involves the big stuff uh, that um, that then is uh, entrenched in political and uh, other areas where some of this is used as um, you know to hold politicians, you know, hold it over their head, bri bribery, and, and so forth. So, uh, Franklin cover up, all that kind of stuff. So, all of it is real, and the the need, the, the thing about it is, if somebody really wants to go digging and 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 battling and fighting and digging into the underground of this, you can get there. Um, and there's bad things to see, and there's bad people to observe. But it's a spiritual warfare too. It's a it's a it's a spiritual battle along the way. You know, and, and that's something, folks. That you know, you can read about. Uh, well, Russ mentioned the Franklin cover up, that scandal back in the eighties, and it, it, elements continue forward to uh, today. And you can read about uh, things like uh, Pedogate or Pizzagate, whatever you'd like to refer to it as. But to see, but but to really to to investigate it. Uh, and as I watched Russ and his team go out and on the boots on the ground investigate, you know, investigations, uh, working with the law enforcement, work, and he's the guy. It's and his team are the ones that that are out there rescuing the victims. And I, I had uh, we we had talked about you know where the victims, for example. Of, uh, of, uh, if Pizzagate was real, I saw, I saw posting, if it was real, where, where the, where the child victims? Well, I think, you know, I think people would be surprised to, to learn the answer to that. And, and I think, uh, um, from what I've seen, and this, just from what little I've seen, uh, 
boy, you know, I, I'm not sure people really want to know the answer to that question. But, uh, yeah, so you've, it's, it's an amazing thing. Uh, this is real. And you're right. It is spiritual because I've never seen in my life the spiritual component to the actual, I mean, the spiritual component to what you're, what you're talking about just in, is, is so heavy and oppressive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is, and that's that's the nature of the dark side, and and that's where you, you know it's bad enough to see individuals abuse little kids and do sexual things to little kids, and um, you know it's bad enough to hear about it here or there. You you've probably seen the stories in the last couple of weeks. The two MS13 guys, you know they 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 abduct a 14 year old girl, they rape her all over the place, then then they kill. Um, in a, in a, in a, in a kind of a sacrifice, not a sophisticated, you know, eyes wide shut, you know, ritual, but a, but a real ritual to a demon spirit, you know, that they, they are honoring and that they're holding up. And I've mentioned Mexico, the saint of death, 12 million people follow that down there. That involves blood sacrifice. Europe is packed. The, the Catholic Church is Look in Ireland just this last week. The underground was been fought, found in the old school there, the bones of, of kids. Uh, that have been covered up. So, uh, once you're down there, once, once you read the reports of human trafficking, 27 million worldwide, once you, um, begin to understand ritual, satanic ritual human trafficking at 40 million or more, once you, uh, look at missing kids across the board, uh, Doug, you're absolutely right. Uh, but when you see the faces, now I, I usually see the faces of adults who had been sexually and ritually abused since childhood. Uh, so we've seen hundreds of victims like this, but we've also seen the kids and the kids are many times who we want to, uh, intervene in on the most, uh, because it's happening. I mean, you have it happening in neighborhoods. You have it happening in the local areas. Uh, you know, thank the Lord that there's many, many new human trafficking agencies and people going, but you mentioned my team and I, and I want to say this, I watched them Saturday, we had a major meeting with slides up and pictures up and everything else. We have, um, we have, uh, all this, uh, action going on, individuals down south, I'm in different places earlier today, and yet this team sacrifices and they go and they're willing to do anything, uh, and I, and I've watched them, so I, I just, I'm, I'm just telling you, I got some really good folks around me that, uh, that are willing to do just about anything to um, extract them, help them. And they're motivated by the love of God. They're motivated by the way Jesus saves, heals, and delivers, but they're also motivated by the outrage outrage of moral evil. I mean, the outrage of the dark side. And so, instead of turning away from it, instead of um, anybody just hiding from it and saying, we don't want to see this, you know, see no evil, fear no evil, you know, that kind of, you know, right, if you don't want to look at it, um, then you may not be moved. And you may not understand what's really there. So the issue is, if you're going to take a look at it, if we that's why we bring out exposure. That's why we're hearing about it. That's why you're doing this massive work you're doing right now. And I think Chicago is going to be vital for that. When we go to, I already, I already kind of tagged going to Chicago with you and, and Paul Begley, uh, as kind of a, um, intelligence analysis, you know, for, you know, it, from our perspective of what's going on. And, uh, yet, the dark side that motivates this, uh, they love ruining children. They love, uh, the desecration of little, little, little boys and girls. They love all of this massive, uh, harm that's going on. That's the nature of the dark side. Yeah, it, it is. And, uh, 
Russ, if I can just make sure people, uh, because we, we have new people uh, listening all of the time, May 5th and 6th, if you go to paulbegleyprophecy.com, May 5th and 6th, Joe and I, Russ Dizdar, and of course, uh, Pastor Paul Begley, we're going to Awaken to the Shaken. Awaken to the Shaken, right. It's a free conference, and the seats are limited. Uh, what I've got, you know, Russ, um, is, is an entire, well, actually, it's, uh, it's about eight of these uh, yeah. filled with exhibits. And I know you've got uh, a lot of things you're going to be bringing to the conference. Um, but um, So it's two days, May 5th and 6th, Awaken to the Shaken Conference, Gurney, Illinois. Go to paulbegleyprophecy.com. You've got to register. It's free, but you've got to register. And listening to Russ will be absolutely worth every every minute of your time. I'll tell you that because Russ is just uh, – and, and just watching, watching Russ and his team, oh, man. It, 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 wow, um, uh, you know, I thought I thought we were a pretty pretty good investigator show, but uh, you guys, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna tell you, you are. No, nah, man, uh, I'll, watching you guys, it's amazing, and, and it's uh, it, the, the the depth of this. What's taking place right now? Uh, you know, you, I I don't even you can't even to me I can't even explain it to people because it's just. I've I've never seen anything like it. Agreed, agreed, agreed. And and you're going to have those who watch that have been the abused. You're going to have those who who watch that have been, uh, you know, they've come out of it. Maybe now they're the victors. They're growing. And and Doug and Joe, you're going to have watch. And obviously, in this, you know, your broadcast and what you've done for years, you've got the other side observing and watching too. And that's why I always want to say, in the context of this, you know, perpetrators that. Because they're very arrogant. These guys that get away, like I just saw on the news tonight prior to coming on, uh, the Sandusky issue and, you know, out of PA and Sandusky still wanting to redo a trial, get out, still proclaiming his innocence, though he's got all of these individual young men that have come forward. His own son now, a 46 year old son, uh, been arrested for, you know, the same kind of sexual crimes. And this went on for years and years and years and years. And it's not just Sandusky, and you know this, and I know this. There's a network, and it's sometimes, and sometimes when it comes to law enforcement and the news and everything else, if somebody gets tagged, if one person gets tagged, then it's like kind of like all over. Uh, I'll give an example again. Uh, if you know Tom Dunn, the filmmaker, detestable, he um, lives in Man- Mansfield. Uh, they have a church down there, a Presbyterian church. You might know about this. Uh, about 50 kids, uh, sexually abused, many, uh, ritually abused, massive upheaval, you know, probably, I don't know, 10, 14 years ago, many years ago now. They eventually did arrest two individuals and send them to prison. But all, everybody involved knows there was a larger group, um, and it's, it's kind of like out of the news, out of everybody's mind, out of everybody's sight. But I've talked to Tom a number of times after 14 years or so of this, Think in terms of the 50 individual kids that were sexually abused and or richly abused, harmed, and what are their lives like now? Uh, and that was all done because some people infiltrated a church, a big Presbyterian church down there, and behind the scenes, um, they began to do this. And, and so they plot it, Doug, they plot it, they think it through, they, they, um, 
And they do it over and over and over and over again. And some of them that we've interacted with, or at least we've, we've tried to, you know, nail them. I mean, I mean, literally, you know, nail them, turn state's evidence, everything else. Some of them, Doug, are so arrogant. They're not caught. They're smiling. They're sitting there drinking their tea or whis- drinking their whiskey, whatever it is. And they're, and they're sitting back like Bohemian Grove. They're, they're, they're sitting back in arrogance. Um, but there's a great white throne judgment. Nobody gets away. Every, every single victim needs to know that nobody gets away. You can forgive and release them for your sake and in obedience to God, but here's the good news. God will deal with them, and if they're going to stand arrogant like that, there's the great white throne judgment. Not one thing. You know, they think time covers their, their stuff. They think they've, they've erased things. They've buried the bones or whatever. Now, at the Great White Throne Judgment, the books are opened. Everything they have ever done is, uh, is, is unveiled and uh, they will stand without excuse. So there, there is payday someday, uh, for the perpetrators. Amen. And, uh, yeah, uh, praise God for that because just the, uh, uh, just the horrors that exist here uh, with the children, with the uh, with people. It's just, it's it's hard to even describe. But but I think pe- people really need to understand how big all of this is, and how interrelated things are. Abortion, for example, people might think, well, that's you know that's not related to any of this. Oh, it most certainly is. The homosexual agenda is related to this. The perverse, the the, the perversity, the attempted uh, normalization of of, of uh, perversion. Uh, this is all connected, interconnected at different levels, and, and you do such a fine job in explaining this. Uh, by the way, I just want to mention uh, for people out there, uh, the Black Awakening is Russ's book. It's available via his website, uh, shatterthedarkness.net, and Elsewhere, we'll just go to shatterthedarkness.net or also hagmanreport.com. You'll be able to grab a hold of his book. Um, we're about a minute away from the and for break. folks who don't know, right here on Global Star Radio Network, uh, Russ's radio show comes on right at six o'clock from six to seven each day. So he's on right before us each and every day. Yeah, we got about two minutes to the break, Russ. Um, if we can get into this a little bit and then we can pick on the, pick up on this after the break, the We've seen a, a huge explosion in the rise of Satan worship and the Church of Satan, the Satanic Church and Temple, um, both in the media and in the anti-Trump movement, and it seems to be spreading more to the political sphere. Um, can we talk about this a little bit? And the the uh, what was that? What did they just do? They had a black mass in order to uh, bring the powers of darkness against Trump. And um, can we can we get into this? What is it? What's uh, sure. Spawning the rise of of uh, this move towards Satanism. Sure. Well, and this is what I, you know we're screaming about this for eight nine years and telling it's going to continue to ramp up. So you're going to see the underground is leaking above ground. The underground where the rituals and the power summon and all the stuff done, the things they love to do in secret, uh, it's all leaking and it's all coming above ground. There's more and more practitioners. There's more wizards and maguses and sorcerers and priestesses and people involved than ever before. So there's people that know how to. They're engaging. They're interfacing with the demonic realm. So they're learning how to uh, summon them and um, and target individuals. Now, this is vital for the body of Christ to understand. The Old Testament had to deal with this in battles with demonized nations where they summon demons or they sacrifice. Well, the king of Moab sacrificed his own son in a blood sacrifice to gain powers for his military. So... 
Um, when I read about this also a week and a half ago, two weeks ago when it was coming out, uh, Wiccans, uh, others, uh, Carlinians, others, many occultists were telling the kind of ritual they're going to do in order to summon demons and send them. Now, the problem in the United States is ignorance on the subject. Yeah. And there seems to, I mean, there you have um, people who are ignorant by default, and then you have those who remain willfully ignorant and refuse um, to to look at this. One of the things that's really concerning about Pizzagate is the massive dismissal of of evidence, of, of circumstantial evidence, and, and other important pieces of information that they just believe, oh, this is too terrible, too evil to be real, so it can't be true, because I don't believe it to be true. Folks, you're talking with Russ Dizdar on this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report and uh, shatterthedarkness.net. We'll be right back with Russ. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Folks, I'm going to direct your attention to masterpreps.com, masterpreps.com. Wow. Uh, masterpreps.com, uh, the sponsor of our show, masterpreps.com. That's masterpreps.com. Take a visit there. High-quality items, made-in-America items. I mean, anything, everything you possibly want from uh, cooking uh, utensils, uh, cooking frying pans. I mean, it is, it'll blow you away. Absolutely, Erickson. It's insane. I mean, wow. Look at the products. Folks, visit masterpreps.com. Again, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report family. Masterpreps.com. I mean, wow, it's insane. Masterpreps.com. Are you ready for what comes next? From all of us at Trading Post in the Woods. We pray you have a healthy, safe, and prosperous 2017. And we would like to thank all of you for welcoming us to the Hagman and Hagman family. You're all a very wonderful and special group of people. Because we believe it is so important for you to work and acquire good health this year, we're going to do something that we've never done before as a thank you to you for your support. We're going to make something available that we believe everyone needs. During the month of January, anyone who invests in their house by purchasing either our American Heritage Remedies Kit, our Survivalist Natural Remedies Kit, or $200 in individual remedies of your choice, we're going to give to you our crisis remedy just in case for free. Your health must be a part of your preparation plan. We're here to help you with that dream. May God bless y'all, and may God bless America. Happy Happy New Year! This is Joe Charles, the guy whose voice is heard announcing for the Hagman and Hagman Report right here on YouTube and across the Global Star Radio Network. There have been many people wondering whose music is being played during those breaks. Well, you guessed it. And we're very pleased to announce that all that music and 11 brand new songs from the CD New Jerusalem is set for release on April 10th for download on iTunes. 
means you can help support my ministry and be blessed by this awesome, inspiring recording. I have been fortunate to work with some phenomenal musicians from around the world that helped us put this recording together in the studio. Simply go to joecharlesmusic.com and click on the iTunes link. Or, if you'd rather have a CD, we'll send one right out to you. Just leave me your email and we'll get right back to you. And thanks to Doug and Joe Hagman for making this all possible. God bless. Folks, for this edition of the Hagman Hag Report, a very special guest, Mr. Russ Dizdar, ShatterTheDarkness.net. You've heard of him. You've heard about him. You've heard from him. You've seen him speak, perhaps. If you haven't, don't forget, Awaken to the Shaken. Awaken to the Shaken, May 5th and 6th. He's going to be there in Gurney, Illinois, just north of Chicago, with us, with Joe and I, and Pastor Paul Begley. The event is free. The lodging, of course, is not. Um... I could probably put, I don't know, two or three people in, in my room. Um, you have to, you know, me and lady. That's all. Lady of the studio dog. She's looking at me like, what, what, what? <laughs> anyway, uh, now it's going to be worth, it's going to be worth the time just to see Russ Dizdar. Uh, before we get back to Russ, when I mentioned healthmasters.com, that's healthmasters.com. They've got a couple of new products out, including a vegan multiple, ultimate multiple powder form. It's fantastic. Folks, if you do nothing else, go to healthmasters.com, visit healthmasters, shop there, get your ultimate, at the very least, ultimate multiple from them. They've got a number of different packs, like the magnesium topical pack, if you've got bone, um, uh, joint issues, the, the immune system. They've got a, a blood sugar protocol named after me, as well as an immune uh, system pack after named after me, too. And these are all Class A products, the best you can, you can buy. Healthmasters.com. Use the coupon code uh, Doug. 30, I believe it is, right? Doug 30. Okay. Yeah, I just got a thumbs up from Eric. So that's healthmasters.com, Doug 30. Healthmasters.com, Doug 30. Again, uh, guest, uh, Mr. Russ Dizdar. And Russ, right before the break, you were taught, we were, Joe mentioned, uh, that people don't want to really, the people kind of have this normalcy bias or this cognitive business that's really not kind of connecting here. And, um, that's a problem. So. It sure is. Yeah. If you want to just, yeah, I think a couple of things. Um, let's let's be honest. Um, for some, it's scary. You know, MS three. You know, MS thirteen uh, guys kill a girl. Satanic stuff behind that. Uh, another girl we put up on the Facebook and mentioned about her and a boyfriend plotted and planned a satanic ritual and killed another girl. Uh, so when you hear about witches and warlocks and do it, you know, many others all across the nation. And then you hear the, 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 um, political, kind of the political phase of Satanism in, involved. They're all going to do these rituals and rituals and rituals. Now, the fact is, the Satanic group that got involved is, is, um, kind of a fake Satanism. I'll mention, I'll explain that in a moment, but we see all of that, and the, for the majority of Americans, and maybe the majority of the church, it's not in our grid of understanding. We don't, uh, we don't understand that what they really mean this, they really are seeking, and that there are real powers. So one is, it's not an understanding, we don't understand the depth of this, and that gives them free reign. So the fact the scriptures teach, uh, that the, 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 the reality of demons and Satan, and the reality of, uh, the other side being able to summon demons through rituals and send those demons, 
um, in, in whether you want to call it a spell, a hex, a curse, ritual warfare, uh, that's, um, people can study Revelation 9, uh, chapter 16, a global release of demons that causes, that brings the cause of Armageddon. So, what is the belief factor and the understanding of this and how it works? Let's be honest, the other side of this might be the fear factor. Um, some people don't want to know about a ghost, you know, on the third floor. <laughs> some don't want to know what that is that goes during the night. Um, I have watched over the years individuals when demons manifest in people like we're doing deliverance and I usually will make the cops and and bikers and psychologists whoever if they're bringing me people all right you're going to stay in the room and you're going to watch this you're going to see what happens um because I don't want to explain it later you you're going to get to see the dark side <laughs> and then you're going to see what God does to deliver them and they're always blown away their life is changed forever when they see it happen and uh, they see that occur. So I, I will say there's people that are afraid of this. Then thirdly, when it comes down to the the nitty gritty of pedo pedo gate pizza gate, um, here's here's what I've done. I've seen over three decades, and this involved numerous departments, police wise. One of them recruited me to be in, involved in teaching the academy a little bit. Um, this involved feds, others. This involved me in my research in in criminalistics in forensic psychology, in the concept of um, motivation to crime. The facts are, and I had an active, um, I'm not going to say what city, but it's close to you, an active police officer off-duty helps us. Retired deputy sheriff is on our team, helps us. Well, they were here um, on, on, on Saturday, uh, on, on the afternoon also, and they're very clear also. Um that there is no real grid for this under you know the understanding. Usually when an officer sees what they think is crazy, somebody speaking right or crazy whatever or or some kind of horrendous you know, horrendous crime, heinous crime, you know, off to the psych wars with individuals. Uh and and uh, that's happening more and more and more and more and more. So uh when it comes down to the the motivations, I always bring up three you know, two or three cases. John Wayne Gacy, Ted Bundy, and uh and Jeffrey Dahmer. All of them were multiples. Now, let's take a look at just Jeffrey Dahmer because he's really well known. Oh, oh, please. And, folks, pay attention to this. I don't mean to interrupt, uh, uh, Russ, but this to me, when you, when you, when you've explained this and, and then you apply, well, it's applied in the field, uh, by law enforcement, by your investigative team and, and, uh, it's just amazing. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer, he lived about uh, 35 minutes drive from where I live right now, maybe maybe 40 minute drive. He was raised up. He, when I lived in Akron, he he probably lived 20 minutes from me. Uh, when he was doing all this before he left for Wisconsin. Okay, here's Jeffrey Dahmer. We all hear the news. Uh, cannibal. He ate human parts, killed all these people, uh, drilled holes in their heads, using them as sexual zombies. And that's what they said. That's what their understanding was. And it was horrible. It was horrific. He did do crimes. He went, he went to prison. Okay. And obviously look what happens to him in prison. People are afraid of him and they just, they killed him. But, Here's the, here's the larger story of Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer was multiple, meaning he had sub-personalities inside. Some of which would do the crimes, some of which would not do crimes. Jeffrey Dahmer had in his apartment a altar built out of human thigh bones, satanic altar. He had a power cone built out of human skull, 
Um, he had satanic literature everywhere. Now, notice, none of that came out in the media. In the document, you know, all the documentary, you know, documentaries that came out, they didn't put that in there. I saw my, I saw the crime scene photos myself, saw these things, uh, while at Death Tech in Geneva, uh, over there, you know, up, up north, and I'm like, First of all, why didn't they do? Well, I know. I mean, I, officers kind of snuck me into a pod and other places for training because uh, I wasn't law enforcement. But uh, I watched as uh, trainers would show slides of satanic killings, slides of all this stuff, give all the perimeters and so forth. When they tell the officers, don't tell anybody about the crime; that'll create panic. Just deal with the um, just deal with the crime and put the guy away. Now, Jeffrey Dahmer's a multiple. Subpersonalities, we know this, will do crimes, will do sexual abuse crimes, will do rituals. Some personalities can summon demons. Others would kill and eat your children if they could. Others want out of that darkness. They want delivered. They want free. But here's the, here's the difficulty. Did anybody engaging Jeffrey Dahmer say, hey, you're a multiple. You have demonized personalities, sexually perverted uh, abused personalities. We understand you, this. This wasn't a disease you caught. Somebody did this to you. Somebody brought horrific crime and trauma into his life as a child, and and did it over and over and over. And he became um, through that trauma and that Satanism. He became what he was. So that when you begin to go back and track. Who did this to him? You're going to find family line. You're going to find you're going to find a web of other individuals, and that's never been done. That's nobody's ever gone backwards to look at that whole web that created that guy that slotted those human beings up there in up there in Wisconsin. And Russ, um, for those, and I know we have a lot of people listening to this program tonight, this segment tonight, uh, that are familiar. I'll say it again with PizzaGate. Um, the Podesta emails. Many people don't still to this day don't understand what is deemed artwork. Um, the Dahmer pose, for example, there's a uh, Tony uh, allegedly Tony Podesta has in his home a um, a really a sculpture uh, of someone in what could be termed as the the Dahmer death pose. Um, that matches the illustration published with the Aleister Crowley text. The relevance here should not be understated, I don't believe, because you've mm-hmm. once once more you look at this issue known as as Pizzagate. You think, okay, um, it's perverse, sadistic, but the satanic element is often left out, much like the satanic element is left off of uh, Dahmer. Agreed. Yeah, because this is where, again, did not law enforcement have to learn gang signs? All across the nation as gangs begin to come all over, you know, different gangs. So you learn, you know, and, and the signs are put on walls and here and there, territories. They had to learn. There's, that's why there's gang units that have to deal with the signatures of the gangs. Well, the same thing's true in the world of Satanism because there's different varieties. Uh, there's different ones. Now, in, in all of the real stuff, there's real demons, there's real rituals, and the ultimate, the ultimate power is, is the blood ritual stuff. But if somebody's gonna have, um, the symbolism, uh, that's why I, 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 I scream out on the Bohemian Grove issue, 
if it was really only a fake human sacrifice, I don't believe it in any way, a left-hand path and sympathetic magic, no, that's a real human sacrifice. But uh, that's another story. Um, they're pushing it as a fake human sacrifice. But here's the question. Why would world-class leaders, world, you know, presidents, senators, media moguls, military men, why would they sit through that? Why would they go and watch and then applaud a actual ancient human sacrifice, let alone, let alone the fact that it is real? Uh, if it wasn't, why would they do that? Why would that be okay? Why would that be okay? That's a big issue. Yeah, it is, and it's, it's not okay, and you, you know, this is where, you see the media how they how they play their games of the distraction. They'll talk about you know the story about Bohemian Grove being you know a big conspiracy theory to worry about you know their little rituals and, and nuances. And uh, I've even heard it explained. I think it was um, Brad Meltzer uh, when he had the show Decoded. He described it as similar to well, you can't understand it because that'd be like somebody walking into a Catholic church service and hearing the communion part. Um, you know, and they equate equate it yeah. with that. You can't know the religion, you can't know the true intentions. But you're right; it is an ancient religious practice um, that goes back to the Tower of Babel. Um, yeah. And you know, uh, our technician Eric he recently got a book that talks about uh, these secret societies and their rituals and how they do date back to you know the most ancient times in, in uh, mankind. And how they're satanic in nature, and that's I think a, a very important point. Um, but even when people are, who are at Bohemian Grove who participate in that are confronted about it, you know, you never get any real answers, and the media will never give you uh, the real answers either. They'll paint it as being a conspiracy theory or something that we don't understand. Um, I w- right. You mentioned symbolism. If we can kind of switch gears here, the the symbolism that we that are used by pedophiles is something that I'm sure you come across a lot in the investigative work that you do. How common is it in your experience to have uh, a company, a business, um, use a symbol like that unknowingly versus? Yeah, in the example of, I think, I think you might be referencing. Um, well, and again, this is not the. the this goes well, into the emails and right. the yeah. Just to preface this, we are not suggesting any nefarious activity, any criminal activity. This is just for the purposes of discussion. I have to say that, Russ, or else you know we'll get. Yeah, you know. yeah, but the, the the best of pizza, I think right. it was, they had the logo that uh, was a match to the FBI 2007 report on right. uh, child pedophilia symbol, symbology, and then there was a few sheriff's offices. They showed the badges that had the the very strange uh, triangle with spaces in there. But how common right. is that to be to be used by mistake in your experience? Unwittingly, yeah. Yeah, well, I would say, listen, there's millions of Americans can take a dollar bill out and look on the back of it and say, what I I I have no idea what that means. So there is unwittings in the sense of people that are seeing symbols or having symbols or in a business or in a school or, 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 or whatever else or you go to somebody's home. Um, but that's the nature of our, our canon. That's the nature of the underground, uh, the secrecy, the, the cloak within the cloak, uh, the meaning behind the meaning. That's what it's all about. That's, that's when you realize they really are, they really are closer to the dark side. Because the dark side loves secrecy, loves masquerade. So, uh, are like that. Look at, look at the Masons are like that. Yet they hold the tools of some of the 
most ancient of real rituals that involve Nephilim, involve human sacrifice, involve all of that. So when I uh, remember Procter and Gamble and the and the kind of face, the stars, and they did everything in the world to try to say, hey, it's not this, it's not this. Yeah, Everybody said it was this. That. And there was a big battle over that, and they finally just took it off. So the question, or like Starbucks, the goddess on the cup, I don't like it because I, I understand the goddess issue and the meaning of, of what's behind that. So the truth is, in music, in lyrics, in poetry, in art, um, Stuff comes out of your heart. Like Jesus said, out of the heart comes these things. So people put up things, and then you have, you have to sometimes, what do you mean? One of our officers, his main thing when he sees somebody all tattooed up, he'll say, we can say what we think it means, but he'll always say, what does it mean to you? Why did you put that tattoo? What is the symbolism? So to ask the officer about the triangle and the dots, what is that? What does that mean? What does that represent? Now, if they say, if anybody says, ah, it's a, it's a secret, well, that's a problem. That's a problem. Um, that is a real big problem. Satan is operative. Secret. Has, has any of us seen Satan? Yeah, we know he's real. I know he's absolutely real. I've had demons sue people, attack us and scream and yell and speak language. I mean, we, we've seen all that. But have I ever actually seen him? No. Is he real? Absolutely. But coming back to the symbolism... Symbols, sigils, um, markings, all ancient, the ancient languages, it's all incorporated. And the more secret, secretive, because it seems like demons love them too, because some of them represent doorways and rituals and what to come through. And, and, and some of them in the pedophile world, and not all pedophiles are into Satanism. They're all evil. They're all, they're all ridiculously evil. Um, but the more symbols you see, Asking about them, what do they identify? Um, I mean, pedophiles can have, among themselves, have symbols. Human traffickers can have symbols. Once we learn some of that, what does it mean? Meeting places, things like that. Okay, go after that. Um, so learn the meaning of those. Law enforcement, they, you know, learn the meaning of those symbols so you know how to identify. That's what we do when we taught over the years. And there's hundreds of them. We might put out 20 in our courses. Um, but there's so many symbols. Find out the meaning of the symbol by the, the ones that are holding the symbol and then use that as a point of access to witness or go after them for what they're into. And uh, we don't have to continue getting into the symbols, but one thing I want to uh, kind of get into a little bit uh, is the, and I don't know what the origins of the symbols are. As you mentioned, you know, Freemasons and many other um People use symbols, and even reading, you know, uh, Crowley's books and Albert Pike's book, they talk about how uh, the symbols are basically a universal language, and how they've been a language for uh, basically before a written vocabulary ever existed. And you, is that stem from the the confusion of languages uh, at the Tower of, of of Babel, or is there some other reason that they use symbols? Is it just for the purposes of coded communication? Uh, would be the first part of that question. Then, in the second part. Um, if it is stemming back to the Tower of Babel, isn't aren't symbols a lot more important than the words due to the, the secrets that they hold? Yeah, because if you're willing to take that symbol and tattoo it on or identify yourself with that symbol, uh, put it on your tombstone, you know, the Masonic, if you're willing to do that, you're showing your allegiance. It has to do with allegiance, too. Think of the Mark of the Beast, the, you know, the, the, the Karagma, the Mark of the Beast. Though whatever else it is, we know it's a visible, it's going to be visible. Um, 
is it a, is it a symbol sense? Is it it's it's a it deals karegma means it has to do with identification branding. So in the world of the demons, when it comes to it seems as though in my research of it, they all have names. They and they have they're the ones that design the rituals that bring revelation to the practitioners on how to do things, how to draw things. Uh, you know, all all of the all of this comes from that side. Here's their language, their symbols, their communication. Let, they give it to, to the practitioners. The practitioners begin to use it and identify themselves uh, with the gods or goddesses that they've engaged. So it is huge. It is communication. It is identity. It's also um, allegiance. Okay. Yeah, and that's uh, when you think of how uh, far behind the curve we are with um Understanding what the symbols mean and how they're used, um, it seems like it's a huge uphill battle. And I often wonder if we'll ever actually know, um, while we're on this world, if if we'll ever really get to the bottom and, and understand the the depths yeah. of of the evil that's out there. Because this, uh, you know, as we've got about six minutes left in the hour, um, you know, one thing that this this pizza gate, the pedo gate, has really opened up my eyes to. And we knew that corruption was very vast, and, and it reached all tentacles of local, state, and federal government. But I think this Pizzagate has really opened my eyes to, you, you, when you think of corruption, you don't immediately think of somebody, you know, uh, raping a child. But when you see, it appears that so many people are engaged in this and or have affiliations with people who are engaged in this, it's very alarming. Um, and, I, you know, I saw an interesting article today uh, on Drudge that said, in Washington, D.C., you have four times more than average searches on the Internet for sexual positions, More four times more than average for the rest of the nation, just in Washington, D.C. In my mind, obviously, it instantly went to the, the, the Pizzagate scandal. But um, let's say the, the Pizzagate investigation, uh, the child trafficking and pedophilia rings were to uh, come to light and all the evidence we put out there, what would be the percentage of... of Politicians uh, in Washington, would you guess that that would be taken down by this? If you had to throw a number on it, well, I I, I don't know about the numbers. I couldn't. I mean, honestly, couldn't tell you number wise. But I will I will bring up a case in in the state of Pennsylvania, Kathleen Kane that was just ousted. Um, she leaked illegally, I guess, leaked information that was real that caused a, a couple of judges their positions, caused lawyers, attorneys their positions. Um, she had some real stuff, some real information, and it caused trouble. Uh, so, uh, it's, it, it, I mean, look at Sandusky. Everybody in the world would think he was the nicest guy in the world. This is a problem with pedophilia. This is a problem with sexual predators, boys, you know, the, whether on boys or on girls or whatever, serial rapists. Ted Bundy was a nice guy. The guy in the location that I live, that we turned state sevens on, that tried to kill me, that, that has engaged in, in, we're still not, you know, we're still to this day, you know, wanting him dealt with. Um, he could be the nice, you, you could introduce him to your children. I wouldn't because if he switched, he would, he would kill them and eat them. Um, so it's, it's, it's hard to see. Well, I'm just saying it's hard to see. I mean, you could be looking at a, at a pedophile, and pedophiles, look at the, look at the recidivism issues, look at the, uh, you know, many of them have 200 plus, uh, victims over a lifetime, 300 victims over a lifetime. 
So they go from one to the next to the next to the next. It is, it is, um, it is addiction. It is, it is, uh, repulsive. It is all of that. But there is the ability for them to double. Like the Nazi doctors, they're doubling. They're, they're one thing out on the public. They're another thing under, you know, in, in the underworld of, of, of doing this. So, um, Man, I can't. Uh, okay. I can't tell you. I guess I can't guess. You, okay. you, you brought up the the Nazi doctors. Um, we're just inundated with with people sending us emails uh, with questions uh, to to you. But you, you brought up the Nazi doctors. How much of what we're seeing today, people want to know this. Um, would you attribute to the practices of the the, the Nazis, or at that time concurrent with the uh, uh, well, we'll just, I'll just, uh, question mark. I'll just leave it, leave okay. it there with a question mark. I'm glad you asked it. And this is going to be a shocker. And this is, but this needs to be, re- you know, looked at. So I hope everybody will remember this. Modern day satanic ritual abuse. Let's take one individual from birth. You know, they're selected in the breeding birth, just one of them. Then they go through sexual um sexual crimes over and over and over marriage to the beast at 6 marriage to the beast at 13 so think in terms of a little baby that has been spiritually the 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 the, the sex the the birthing the breeding has been spiritually selected and so they're involved in this whole project and they go through all these rituals uh, and they know the taste of blood. They know demons. They they know the ancient languages. They know the symbolism. They know the secrecy. And so, the, by the time they're thirteen, they've been through six, seven hundred rituals or more. Uh, more than half of them being sexual. There are, in the secular estimates, ten million victims in the United States alone. Canada, Australia, the rest. I told you this before. Forty million at the least worldwide. Now. Here's what I think I want, and I I pray that everybody will change their mind. We we use the term satanic ritual abuse to identify it. That is the process. Satanic ritual abuse is the continuation of Lebensborn among the Nazis in the secret breeding program to create a master race, and Himmler wanted 200 million worldwide. So... At the end of the war and the Lebensborn and the goal of the, you know, SS and the Nazis, the Black Flame, the Order, they went wherever the secret, wherever, wherever you see the rat lines go, you'll find 20 years later, 25 years later, the rise of people coming out identifying satanic ritual abuse, multiplicity, but also abilities. It's, it's nothing. The ritual abuse is the process. The goal is altered, augmented humans. It's a fascinating stuff, folks. We're talking with Russ Dizdar, ShatterTheDarkness.net is the website. He'll be with us in through the next hour, so don't go anywhere. We are just getting started. We'll be right back with Russ after these short messages. Stay with us.
Just what kind of thriller predicts the future? In three days in the belly of the beast, Daniel Holdings wrote about the God Particle before CERN actually discovered the God Particle. In As the Darkness Falls, Daniel wrote about an Islamist terrorist confederacy that rose up out of Syria and declared a caliphate three years before ISIS was ever heard of. In his newest novel, Between the Veil, Daniel talks about a space between dimensions where supernatural beings can walk. He says that these novels are a warning from the creator to his creation. Will war come to America? Will the world's economies collapse? Are we looking at increased earthquakes and volcanic activity? Will the United States fall into civil war? You can find all of Daniel's work at his website, DanielHoldings.com. That's DanielHoldings.com. All of these things and more are talked about in Daniel's books. To find out what's coming next, go to DanielHoldings.com. Worldwide demand is making coconuts one of the highest-yielding cash crops available today. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and many high-net-worth individuals have invested billions of dollars into coconuts for strong growth and solid long-term income. Yields could be as high as 18% or more per year. Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years would be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. For more information, qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com or phone 855-888-6288. That's 855-888-6288. This announcement does not constitute an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offer made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288 or visit ProfitsInCoconuts.com. ProfitsInCoconuts.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. At HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Russ Dizdar is our guest, ShatterTheDarkness.net. That's his website. He's got got quite a team of volunteer investigators. These are people who volunteer their time, their their effort, their gas money, their their blood, sweat, and tears to go out and to do what others won't, can't, or or just... uh, I'll tell you something. Um, Russ... And his team have have our respect, tremendous respect, because they're they are making a difference. They're on the front lines. Uh, you know, they're freeing um, 
people in bondage, spiritual bondage, physical bondage. And it's just an amazing thing to see. And we're, we're just so glad to have Russ with us. Before we get back to him, I, I want to ask everyone, have you, have you gotten to read T.C. Joseph's This Generation series of novels yet? Have, have you read? Oh, my goodness. If you haven't, do so. Um, go to thisgenerationseries.com or... Uh, well, that's the best place I think to get your to get a feeling for T.C. Joseph's work. He's a, an extremely talented writer. He's ri- written three novels. Uh, his book one is Precipice, book two is Pentecost, and book three is Penance. The, all three books take you into the lives of three families in a world where conspiracy theories and Bible prophecies collide. And I've got to tell you, it's almost like watching. Uh, or experiencing one of one of the most relevant movies or topics of the day, Blue Ink, uh, Kirkus, great, outstanding reviews. T.C. Joseph is a talented writer. The storylines are fantastic, and you know something. Even if you are not, let's say, if you're not a fan of uh, biblical prophetic fiction, these these books can be given to others as a tool to awaken the masses. T.C. Joseph, thisgenerationseries.com, fantastic series of novels, fantastic writer. We like him. Again, thisgenerationseries.com, T.C. Joseph, this generation series of novels. Our guest is Russ Dizdar. Yeah, Russ Dizdar's website, chatterthedarkness.net. His book, uh, The Black Awakening, um, we covered a lot of ground in the first hour, Russ. I don't know if you had somewhere specific that we should start in this hour, but I do have a question and I'm, I'm not sure how, how much of the, the Pizzagate investigation that you've been looking into, um, but based on what you know, is there any is there an area that um, a lot of people are focusing on uh, that we shouldn't, or is there something we're not focusing on, most importantly, that we should be? Evidence-wise. Yeah. Okay, well, um, one thing I'll say is when it comes to the, the pedophile thing and, and the satanic side of it, the moment they're compromised, everything's moved. Everything's withdrawn. Everything's taken. You know, the, the goal, first of all, and I, and I was going to say this earlier, and I mentioned it early on, the reasons why investigators, and some will not agree with this, but this is where I'm going to stand, they can't get to all of this. Franklin cover-up, you know, and all that and, and everything. And like the Dahmer, they didn't go further with it. Um, I believe there is a mafia drug lord level of secrecy I mean real cover you know secrecy to cover them it's phys- I call it physical secrecy the crimes to cover up the crimes on the other side I believe like Ezekiel chapter 8 there is a supernatural they have rituals that draw powers they call the, they, to, to obtain the powers of invisibility now there's going to be a lot of people that don't believe that I do believe that they do that and they have uh, rituals that will cover them and and cloak them and keep them hidden and that's why they summon demons to send it against they have specific rituals to go against law enforcement to blind them get them off the track now see I believe there's a supernatural component that people can be diverted shut down uh, there's a supernatural side to this so in the, biblically Ezekiel chapter 8 God had to open a supernatural hole to get Ezekiel down in there to see what was really physically going on, the abominations. Anybody can read that in Ezekiel chapter 8. So that's what we've seen. We've learned that as we target in prayer and pray hard and, and, and target the individuals, we have found out that 
We're finding more things. We're finding more victims. We're digging up bones and bringing them back to the university. Um, so we're finding more of that way. That's important. So I would say another thing is this, is that, um, again, when it, when it comes to these cases, um, you gotta also think in terms of there's collective cover up. The perpetrators were all, they're all gonna stand for each other. They're all gonna cover up for each other. Like, for example, Sandusky. Do you think it was only him? Oh, no does way. any does anybody think it was just just him alone? Where the, did anybody else get put in prison? Um, that's going to be true with a number of cases uh, the the you know the, that we've seen over the years too. So when you look at the PizzaGate, when you look at that whole you know almost like frankly cover up you know type thing, um, the element is going to be the 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 thing that's going to be you know the all law enforcement wants is evidence they want evidential issues um but they may not go down the road of symbolism they may not go down the road of well just one kid said something or another kid had blood in his panties or you know those those kind of things so we constantly pray for uncontested evidence we think that there should be, you know, in cooperation of evidence. Um, I think that um, on the Pizzagate thing, here's what I would suggest. Hundreds of individuals dedicate prayer for a breakthrough of exposure and a finding of real evidence and a location of witnesses. Here's why I'm saying that. Uh, or, of, or of the abused. If they were using, if there's a satanic element, and they were and satanic ritual abuse or satanic stuff was used in, in the middle of this. The kids involved will have a level of mind control. Like if they're split, the personalities are down. Uh, if you talk just to a kid, you've got a whole other world. Then you you know you got a whole and and long feds they, they ask me how do you interrogate that? How do you interrogate that? If the upfront person didn't do it, but a sub-personality did that we deal with all the time. Um, when you have children that are under that kind of micro... It was almost like being hypnotized, and they're told they don't feel nothing, and so it's all buried. And even if they find two or three kids, and the kids say, I don't know what happened. Uh, nothing happened to me. That That's difficulty. Mm, okay. If we, huge. And if we can... Um the You know, you were talking about the use of black magic to, to shield... Um, these people use yeah. it to shield themselves from from prying eyes from investigators, law enforcement. Uh, is that always uh, effective? And you said you know that's something that and I believe in it too. I believe that it's very real, and I believe it does have effects in the real world. But I guess my my question would be comparing it to what we saw uh, with the you know witches marching against Trump and the the yeah. what they say white magic they were doing. Um, yeah. How yeah. you know when we see the obviously these these people who are very evil who've done this and who've been trained to do this um, they have some level of effectiveness because as you said you know from Sandusky we know he was taking uh, boys to, to large donors and, and taking them on trips and whatnot. we know that there was other people involved I mean just his son the fact that his son was arrested just this year um, for the same thing says all that needs to say So, but there, we can tell that there's the spiritual forces of darkness do have some effect in shielding these people but how does how do these uh, black magic rituals. Uh, how effective are they when we see something like the the mass black mass against Trump? Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. We got a whole a whole page of questions about that. 
Yeah. Well, the the ones that the ones that are doing here's what I tell everybody: what you see above ground is even though we're even though we know it's big and it's you know ugly. I want to tell you this: underground is where the real blood and guts, the real powers are, and that they don't want to be seen. They don't want to come above ground. So that doesn't mean the ones above ground. Like when I read the rituals that they're using, the summoning of demons using his picture, that's that's similar to the underground, um, but. Is it real? Yes. Do they really summon demons? Yes. No, do all of them do that? No. Let me just bring in the Satanic Temple. The guy from Harvard, Lucian, is a fake name. Uh, and they've grown really big from three people now. They've grown across the nation. They're, the truth is, you, we've heard of fake news. Well, let's just put it out there. Um, the Satanic Temple is fake Satanism. The real Satanists don't even believe in them. Um, here's why I'm saying that. The Church of Satan under Anton LaVey, the Satanic Bible and all the rest of that, they kind of came out and said, we don't really believe there's a real Satan, we just follow Satanic principles, the nine statements, and yet there's many among them that do rituals. Um, so I always ask the question, well then why do there, if there's no demons, if there's no real supernatural entities, why do the Enochian chants, why do the death ritual, the uh, the um, sex ritual, why do the rituals? Who are you summoning? Who are you engaged with? So I would say with the Satanic Temple, um, their, their um, success has been to um, target media, get in the face, do something sensational, but they declare they don't believe in any supernatural entity. So I want to ask them, well then why do you do the rituals? There's only one answer to that. It's a hate, it's a, it's hate speech. Um, a black mass is an attack on Catholicism, number one, and secondly, an attack on Christianity as a whole. Um, to do a black mass, the real, I've got the actual French version of the black mass. And to do the black mass does involve a naked girl, does involve sacrifice of a baby. Now they've sanitized it. They made it a little bit cleaner. They're doing a black mass, which is primarily allowed in your face. We're going to be obnoxious. We're going to be scary. Um, we're going to be hedonistic. But they say very bluntly, they don't believe in any powers. So it's like, wow, you're expending all this energy and all this stuff, and there's no demons and there's no Satan to help you. The real Satanists laugh at that and look at them as just, you know, fake. Um, but, do they do hate speech? I mean, think in terms of them, of, of, uh, someone going out and, 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 and carving a, uh, crescent moon and taking uh, objects of, uh, mosques and, and symbolism of mosques and, and blooding them and doing them in a big, uh, mocking, degrading ritual. Will that bring an outcry? You better believe it. So the Satanic Temple, um, is a hate group, hate speech. Uh, they're doing things that um, demonstrate a, a real... If you want to talk about hate speech, they're doing a, a major attack uh, primarily on Catholicism. That's why the Catholics are really mad about it. But um, their power is in the political world. They're doing it to draw people in uh, so they can get them in a, in a battle in the lawn, you know, in, in, in like, let's get, let's get rid of, uh, manger scenes. That's, that's their goal. They want to get rid of manger scenes. They want to get rid of, uh, Merry Christmas. You know, that's what they're about. That's, that's what they're spending their life on. So they're not the real, they're not the real supernatural stuff. They're, the real supernatural stuff's a little, little below the surface of the deep, and there's plenty of them. Okay. 
Russ, one last question about this, uh, because this is something I saw other people talking about, and I was kind of unsure of this. Is there, is it possible for um, people performing these black magic rituals, especially the ones out in the open, the political ones that we've just seen, is it possible for that to backfire against these people? Well, I think I think what happened with the witches and warlocks and Kralidians and everybody else, I think what they began to put out there, I noticed on my, just at my little Facebook page, thousands of folks there, but um, what happened was thousands of Christians joined and they targeted, we sent stuff out about how to target it, uh, they targeted prayers against that. And here's what I'll say, dark powers being summoned and manifesting can have effect and be problematic if if it goes uncontested. If believers rise up and target it in prayer and and pray it down, um, that's that's the power of the real body of Christ. That's what thousands of believers can really do. We pray to advance the cause of Christ, but let's now take our authority. Let's let's target those summoning demons. And I'll give you one example: a real high-powered right out of your city, a real high-powered Satan is brought in by a law enforcement agent, probably twenty-some years ago. Talked about all the stuff they're doing, all the rituals. So what I did is I took a piece of paper, wrote down all the information, and for three weeks I thundered prayers, asked God to give me insight, prayed against it. Three weeks later, they show up again by this law enforcement guy. They get out of the cars yelling at me. They said, what did you do this? Did you do your um, satanic, or did you do your um, uh, uh, spiritual warfare stuff against us? And I just smiled, and I just said, why? Here's what they said. We could hardly get one spirit to show up in three weeks. For three weeks, on that all that information, I just we just targeted and we prayed against it and prayed against it and prayed against it. So that's the incredible good news. God is at work. There's power in prayer. We can pray against radical evil. We can pray for the advancement of the cause of Christ, and we can also target where they're doing these things. And I think nationwide, it outraged a lot of believers. They come up and said, "Okay, we're in the name of Jesus. We're going to pray against this, and rightly so." Fantastic! I, it's good to know that. Yeah. I, I, wow. Okay. Well, you know, we've we've kind of dominated uh, the the first well up until now with with our questions and shaping the interview. Um, but Russ, as you look over this landscape right now of the nation of the world, where do you want to? Um, well, take it where you want to go. What's on your heart? What do you think is important that we need to focus upon, given the landscape, given the conditions, given the the depravity and everything that we're seeing right now? Um, I'm just going to, you know, just let you go ahead and, you know, uh, go. Uh, sure. Let me mention two things, and again, just in interjecting your time. One would be, um, in the study of prophecy, which I'm doing a lot of stuff on now, the book of Revelation, we're going to do more of it later. You know, I'm really, you know, biblical prophecy is massive and it's huge. Um, it is, there's clarity there uh, to tell us. And that's why I'm saying study it well, study it deep, study it good, because it gives you the picture of why everything's accelerating, why everything's getting crazier, why everything's getting darker. It's telling us why there's more stories of demonized people, people eating faces, Slenderman, 12-year-old girls trying to kill another little girl, drug lords using demon powers to advance their cause. So when you look at prophecy, it's God's 
I mean, that's where I get my intelligence analysis. I analyze, number one, everything going around me in light of the advanced intel that God gives in prophecy. Um, I can read a thousand books. We can engage on the ground, and I can learn a lot down there. But I'm telling you, the biblical prophetic side, read and understood systematically, will give massive insight, light up our our eyes to, on the one hand, the rise locally and globally and what we're expecting to come. Second, it will, I think, help strengthen the believer with confidence knowing that, hey, this is all occurring, but here's what God said he's going to do. Uh, truly, God has an indestructible gospel, indestructible mission. Christ is coming. He truly is. So um, this propels me to reach everybody we can and get out there and um, and do ministry. Now, in light of that, I will tell everybody, if you're going to do ministry, if you're going to do evangelism, if you're going to reach out to people, you're going to find more demonized people, more hurting people, those two categories, more than ever before. You're going to find more hurting people and demonized people without question if you get involved in evangelism. And in that context, you will find more and more arrogant stand in your face I've got my powers you know I'll do this and summon this demon I'll do this ritual I'll do this thing against you uh, when we were in Salem Massachusetts there's arrogance against Christianity there's a lot of witches warlocks Satanists others in different varieties they look at general Christianity and see weakness and they they're predator they do rituals against the church. They laugh at Christians. They do little spells at work. They do things that they know are real that Christians who are not taught and don't understand can't, you know, can't defend themselves or, or respond to. Um, so those three elements you're going to find in reaching out, you're going to find more and more, um, demonized individuals, more and more abused people and more and more arrogant individuals that will be shockingly at times in your face with we've got our powers and we got our abilities and um, you know we literally we challenge you that kind of thing um, I, that's gonna it's gonna they're gonna I'm gonna tell you now they're gonna come into they're gonna be wizards and warlocks and those kind of people with powers that will begin to come into churches and stand there and and want to release powers or speak in a, demon languages and uh, and really challenge a church. And they're going to think it's funny when half the church goes running, uh, clearing it out. They're they're that arrogant right now. They're they're growing in their arrogance. And I'm, I'm going to say on a human level, I'm going to tell you that's going to start happening. I mean, we know stories, but it's going to happen. It's going to be in the public eye. It's going to be in the public eye. We're going to we're going to see that happen. Is that um, referencing your book, uh, The Block Awakening? Would that be uh, Block Awakening Light? I suppose. Um, it, it's um it's precursors. Um, I think when when I say black awakening and and again I took that from the that's their term the underground, in relationship to the red horse prophecy in Revelation, there's a prophecy where God says once the and again I believe white horse involves the Antichrist once there's a release, and when he's first released he has to do some political things first, so when there's a, a release. The next thing that happens instantly, instantly occurs, is a global 
an absolutely whole earth global anarchy where people, if you read Revelation 6, the red horse, all of a sudden this causes, says it causes people to begin to kill one another. Now the Greek word is svadzo, different than the pale horse in reference to war. Svadzo is used of animal ritual sacrifice. I believe the red horse prophecy is a prediction of the coming chaos that's going to help bring slaughter and anarchy. And nobody has to call me because the, the grid will probably go down. I mean, think in terms, I mean, you got to think in terms, that's the prophecy. What does it say? The whole earth. Not just the United States. And we already know the underground story. That's what the book's about, telling what we've learned. There, There's going to be real boots on the ground. They're really going to be here. And they're going to be the agents of this. So when when the release of people, Svadzo, slaughtering one another, um, that's biblical prophecy. Just like prophecy said John the Baptist is coming six months before you know Jesus, and he'll be the forerunner. He came, boots on the ground. So prior to the coming of Christ, many things are going to occur. We're kind of bulging at the seams, but but in the underworld, and currently going on is the development for that day. It really has a development. And there will be, on a multi-continental level, multinational level, a, call it a triggering, call it, call it an activation. Uh, Revelation uh, 6 just says, when that's released, when that, that prophecy pictures a, a release, like an activation, then on a whole earth scale, anarchy that may include hundreds of millions dead, in a short period of time. Man. That's biblical prophecy. That's not, I didn't make this up. I didn't research that. That's just the red horse prophecy that 99% of Christians have never even <laughs> heard a sermon on. Well, they kind of just did, just not so, in yes. a sense, you know. Okay. I think, right? I mean, you're, you're talking, when I say that, I'm not, um, yeah, people don't understand what's coming, I guess, right? I mean... Exactly my point, what I just said earlier about knowing prophecy. You and I, we are the believers when we're filled... Listen, I think that the biblical prophecy is light years ahead of the NSA, the CIA, DIA, DOD, on and on and on you go. It's not in their grid to look that way. They're, that's why they're going to be shocked. They're not going to handle it. The nations are not going to handle this because this is from the underworld. And biblical prophecy, the 500 and some that's already been fulfilled over the years, 100% literal, 100% accurate, infallible, indestructible. Nobody can stop it. So when you read prophecy about the world getting worse and worse, wars and rumors of wars, Jesus said this. Do we believe what Jesus said in Matthew 24? It'll be so bad, there's nothing in history that equates to it. You know, so we can't look, yeah. we can't look at the Nazis and say it's going to be like the Nazis. No, it's going to be far worse than the Nazis. Man, okay, and, and that's what what troubles me sometimes is is uh, specifically Christians who believe in in a in, in God uh, refuse to to really address this in. Um, I'm just trying to be nice, but the, the spiritual. Side of things, the well, spiritual battles, the the for whatever reason, Russ, it seems like like there is a disconnect. We get, we get pushback when we when we talk about this. We get a lot of pushback from Christians, especially from Christians, saying, yeah. no. "Well, 
you know, you're you're just all you're all you're doing is needlessly talking about this and spreading this fear. Yeah, and real, fear. real Christians don't do that. That's kind of what we get, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I'll answer from me. This is not you guys answering. This is for me answering. People that answer that way remind me of people who are ignorant of Scripture, and they are scarable. So they will label you fearmongers and me fearmonger because we're talking about biblical prophecy that Jesus, do they believe in Jesus? Do they believe what he said in Matthew 24? Do they believe the word of God as a whole? We have been given heads up warning so that we can be prepared and then we could look at the world and say, and they're all screaming, look how bad it's going, look how bad it, you know, there's even those this, the, the global consciousness studies from Harvard and so forth, where the global consciousness studies, the global brain, global, you know what they're saying? The whole earth feels a catastrophic collapse coming, right? Yeah. Well, that's in the air, that's the spiritual side. They're feeling the vibes of the dark side's global grid-mapped agenda, that is being um, accomplished underground, that's being driven in a certain direction. There's no end of the world, end of days, without Satan. There's no end of, uh, there's no counterfeit miracles without Satan. There's no cross, Christ coming, without the factors of Satan and him needing to be defeated. Very good. Folks, we're up against our commercial break. Russ Thizdar is our guest. Shatter the Darkness.net is the website. He also hosts the, the Ragged Edge Radio Live. Each and every weekday, six so, to seven p.m. It's always right on our us show on Global Star. It's always on. Yeah, right, right before we come on, Eric will throw it on, and, and we can listen to it right here on Global Star Radio Network. And his book, The Black Awakening. We'll be right back with our final segment with Russ Dizdar right after this. Stay with us. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Uh, folks, I'm going to direct your attention to MasterPreps.com. MasterPreps.com. Wow. Uh, MasterPreps.com, uh, the sponsor of our show, MasterPreps.com. That's MasterPreps.com. Take a visit there. High-quality items, made-in-America items. I mean, anything, everything you could possibly want from uh, cooking uh, utensils, uh, cooking frying pans. To, I mean, it is, it'll blow you away. Absolutely, Erickson. It's insane. I mean, wow. Look at the products. Folks, visit masterpreps.com. Again, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report family, masterpreps.com. I mean, wow, it's insane. Masterpreps.com. Are you ready for what comes next? From all of us at Training Post in the Woods. We pray you have a healthy, safe, and prosperous 2017. And we would like to thank all of you for welcoming us to the Hagman and Hagman family. You're all a very wonderful and special group of people. Because we believe it is so important for you to work and acquire good health this year, we're going to do something that we've never done before as a thank you 
to you for your support. We're going to make something available that we believe everyone needs. During the month of January, anyone who invests in their house by purchasing either our American Heritage Remedies Kit, our Survivalist Natural Remedies Kit, or $200 in individual remedies of your choice, we're going to give to you our crisis remedy just in case for free. Your health must be a part of your preparation plan. We're here to help you with that journey. May God bless y'all, and may God bless America. Happy New Year! This is Joe Charles, the guy whose voice is heard announcing for the Hagman and Hagman Report right here on YouTube and across the Global Star Radio Network. There have been many people wondering whose music is being played during those breaks. Well, you guessed it. And we're very pleased to announce that all that music and 11 brand new songs from the CD New Jerusalem is set for release on April 10th for download on iTunes. You can help support my ministry and be blessed by this awesome, inspiring recording. I have been fortunate to work with some phenomenal musicians from around the world that helped us put this recording together in the studio. Simply go to joecharlesmusic.com and click on the iTunes link. Or, if you'd rather have a CD, we'll send one right out to you. Just leave me your email and we'll get right back to you. And thanks to Doug and Joe Hagman for making this all possible. God bless. Edition final segment. Hagman and Hagman Report. Russ Dizdar is our guest. ShatterTheDarkness.net. Man, if you have you, I'm captivated by uh, by what Russ is saying. And you know, this is all too real. Many Christians don't want to confront this out of whether it's out of fear or out of denial. Regardless of their position, many many Christians. Well, you don't talk about this in polite company. Um, well, you know, it's, it's real. It's here. It's present. And one of the warriors on the front lines of this battle is Russ Dizdar. And by the way, he's going to be a speaker at Awaken to the Shaken Conference, May 5th and 6th. We're going to be there. Hey, you can't lose, right? With us. Just come in spite of us. <laughs> in spite of Joe and I just, it's free. Um, but but listen, you know I I, I love it when he gets up and and, and speaks. It's just always uh, a learning. He, I I could listen to him all day long. It's a learning experience, and it's it's ammunition uh, to me. That's why I look at it, Joe. It's ammunition that that we need to that we need to know. Um, I, I just yeah, it's just amazing, Russ. Um, where where do you want to go from here? Because uh, um. There's, I mean, there's so many avenues we can go. We're, we, so many people are, are say, wanting us to convey our thanks to you for mm-hmm. your time and for this information. Um, a lot of emails, you know, about the current situation. Uh, mm-hmm. One email in particular, if you don't mind, if we can go back to one thing that you had said, um, we, we can address this and, and perhaps uh, because we, we got a couple of emails from people listening in Pennsylvania familiar with Kathleen Kane, or at least the case, Attorney General Kathleen Kane, sentenced to 20, uh, 10 to 23 months in prison for um, uh, felony perjury charges, an array of misdemeanors 
that included official oppression, obstruction, and related conspiracy charges. However, this apparently stemmed, as you pointed out, from uh, the revelation of a um, of the Penn State ch- uh, child sex abuse scandal. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to expand on that at all? Uh, I'd love to. Go ahead. I'd love to. Well, yeah, because Kathleen Kane, um, she had uh, assimilated quite a bit of information about underground pedophile rings, all the way, you know, Sandusky, and broader than that. Um, when she was kind of being shut down, she she did illegally, it seems like, um, leak out the information, uh, put it out there, which cost some judges and attorneys, I guess, their jobs, positions, things like that. And so again, those, there's, and I, I would say this, there are those that came against her from the political standpoint, but probably from that or, organized crime side, they came against her too. Now this goes back to Guy Carr, the other, um, local attorney general. We've been to the very spot that his car was found, the Susquehanna River where his, um, hard drive was thrown in, it was ruined. So, who took him? He's never shown up since. He had more evidence. So when we talk about going after one individual or one individual takes the heat for all the rest, that's one thing. But if you go after the power structure of the network, and I'll just, I'll make this public on Hagman and Hagman. I have sent some friends of mine, you know about this, I think, a thing called Project Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been into Pennsylvania 175 times probably in the last 25 years. So I'll just put it this way. There are teams, and there is a broad, broad agenda commitment to go to every single city in Pennsylvania with major prayer and intercession over the city, linking the underground pedophile stuff that is also linked. Um, and I'm just going to say, in my view of reading your book, um Stained by blood. When I read the perpetrators, when I read about the guys in robes and stuff like that that you write about, this is who I'm talking about. Uh, these individuals. Right. Uh, we were, we were a week and a half ago face to face with one of them. And, uh, and, and then lying in the, in the, in the hospital bed was the 82 year old, um, major perpetrator. So, no, and I'm not going to, I won't go to the story about that, but. Yeah, I, 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 without, without breaking any confidences, is that the person that I'm thinking of that? You're connected, you're connected, yeah, but now we found another one. Okay. We're going to add to that. We're going to add to your, we're going to add to the, <laughs> we got lots to add, add up there, uh, to your, your stuff. Um, wow. And, and we need to talk about how broad because, um, will there be, like, we have now threats from just this last two weeks. Um, the threats are one of our staff members who's been the primary person that has been in there giving their life to get this person out of this whole group. Um, the declaration is they're going to shoot her. They're going to kill me. There's one other individual. They're going to kill them. So now there's threats among this, too. In Pennsylvania, I don't know if Guy Carr was threatened, but where is he? Um he, you know, he was gonna, he had the information. So somebody, there's no question somebody took him out. Uh, there's no question about that at all. Notice, uh, Sandusky. He's not squealing. Right. I think, I think if he starts to squeal, he's gone instantly. He's gone. Wow. They're, they're gonna take him out if he starts to squeal. Um, so we're gonna do this big thing because we believe in the great state of Pennsylvania that I've been through 
I have driven through your state. I love that state. I love the scenery. I love the little towns. Uh, Allentown, Altoona, uh, Washington, uh, Meadville. I can go on and on. Lancaster, Lidditz, uh, on and on and on, the places that I love there. But you had German internment camps. You had Nazis released in the 50s. You have one of the broadest underground satanic city to city, township to township, um, underground systems in the nation. Mm. Been there and growing since the 50s. There's not one city in PA that we haven't been to that doesn't have multiple cases of SRA, DID, and, a, and an active coven that all goes to the old, well, they call it the ancient brotherhood, the, the order. So PA, under the surface of the beautiful state, and, of, and there's a lot of Christians that know this now. I mean, there's more and more that know this. But um, we have a project, and I, I'm, you know, you saw. The, I'm not going to state what the project is, other than um, it'll be probably a year long or longer in any any big depth. I want to come through PA from church to church to church and do massive exposure revivalistic weekends. We'll see what this happens or not. That's what I want to do, PA. Okay, um, you know you mentioned the, the and we know the that PA is is one of the the biggest hotbeds for this kind of activity. We saw some stats um, about a week ago about Virginia. The number of missing kids in Virginia is four times that of the national average. Um, is that connect? I mean, is that obviously connected to some of the stuff that we're seeing? Absolutely, and we have you know again on the underground satanic ritual abuse. Sometimes when they do catch it. Law enforcement only deals with the pedophile or the sexual abuse side of it. So that's what they're going to deal with. Eliminate the, do you remember down in, in Louisiana, the pontooning, there was a church, there were stories of a pentagram, satanic ritual, all the kids, and then all of a sudden, a couple weeks later, all that, all of that paraphernalia was wiped out of the, out of the way. Right. Right. That's that principle that, that that goes to the motivation of the crime and that goes to the identification of others that are in the same group. I could give you five cases in PA about kids. I talked to one of the fathers this weekend um, of a little girl because of the same group that I'm talking about had their programmed little abused girls invite the girl to come to the overnight for weekends. She was taken off with other girls to the wooded area, groups of men, that your book would paint a picture of the exact same thing that we engaged in the middle of Pennsylvania. And they brutalized her, brutalized her. She was demonized, everything else. She's doing well now. She's away. Threats of killing, get rid, you know, but they're still there. It's, it's ongoing. So that's part of the issue. Help the victims but if you don't stop the ones that do it, and I'm going to say it's time, it isn't it's time to risk our lives a little bit. Yes, it's, it's okay. It's okay as a believer if we get taken out early. It's okay. It really is. Um, but I, I when you, maybe I'll announce this. Maybe I'll, I'll ask you. Can we do a special program? We're going to announce the actual joining of a couple hundred people and a thousand prayer warriors. And we're gonna we're gonna launch a twelve month program into PA, and um, we're we're gonna see what's gonna happen. We, you know what? We, we will uh, proudly give you the the uh, 
the floor for that anytime. And that's, that's what you referenced earlier, correct? Just so I'm, I'm in my mind. Exactly. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Right. All right. All right. right. And, and right. okay. Now, having said all of that, in in advance of that, and we're getting emails um, even as we speak right now, people wanting to know how best to help Russ Dizdar, how best to help your team. What can our audience, listening audience, do for you to advance your investigative efforts and your pushback against the evil that we face? Well, I would say, without question, just hook into us with prayer and intercession. And um, if you really want to get involved in the sense of like this in Pennsylvania or whatever, we're going to do a three, like a three-tiered thing. We're going to we're going to seek overall to to recruit about ten thousand prayer warriors on a general map. Then specifically for these cases, a thousand, two thousand. But then we're going to break it down to into dozens that want to get involved on a, on a personal level. Um, and so I would say to them, and because of this show, you guys, um, let's, let's think about here in, in the next couple of months, working on things, talking on things. Um, I would love, let me just say this way. I would love to recruit you boots on the ground to be helpers throughout Pennsylvania. So one thing you can do, one thing they can do, Doug, it's come to the meeting that you're going to be at, that I'm going to be at in, in May. And, um, and that when we launch the information to recruit larger uh, prayer numbers, and we'll give you a prayer map over all of Pennsylvania, we'll give you a like a what to pray for over all of Pennsylvania, where we're going to start meeting in Pennsylvania and doing exposure and revivalistic type, you know, outreach meetings. Um, then they can start coming to those and start helping, and then let, let's let's put let's put a couple hundred boots on the ground. Sounds good, and I know a lot, a lot of people will. Uh, well, you know, as you said, it it's t- it's time to get in the game. I mean, it's it it's time to yeah, it's time. Just a follow up question: to that aside from prayer, is there anything people who who might not be mobile or able to um, to put in the, the volunteer work physically uh, or in person? Is there anything they can do aside from prayer from home? Well, I mean, they can go to our site. I mean, if they, I mean, listen, you guys have the thing. There's donate. You can donate if you want to. I know that we have a. I'll talk about this later. I only will suggest it now because it's a huge issue. Um, we'll talk about a safe house issue down the road. Um, that'll be, you know, something we need to, you know, to raise funds for or whatever. But, you know, we're not here to raise funds. Um, pray for us. Look at our site. Hundreds of hours of training free if you want it. Um, you know, uh, and then if you hear us trying to call and recruit and come to meetings, uh, come to the training. We'll do really good intensive training. And, um, but I mean, if there is somebody and I just, you know, if there's somebody that wants to help out, if they have the ability, uh, to all, you know, that if they want to donate something, that's fine. That, that's great. We'll, 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 we'll accept that. Gotcha. Even a, uh, dare I say a remote piece of property, perhaps, or anyway, yeah, whatever. That's, uh, <laughs> Uh, wow, it, it's amazing. Well, we, we've got about, uh, I don't know, about 12 minutes left. To, uh, Russ, you've just an incredible amount of information. How do you want to wrap this up? Because well, you, i got a question, oh, if we can. Okay, sure. Um, and we've been asking this question of, of our guests, and they've been much more in the, the political arena than the spiritual arena, but uh, I think I this is very yeah. important, especially in the spiritual arena, well, you know, we see the political divide in this country. 
and we see the the amount of hate and anger and and more importantly we're seeing this you know we you know the media lies we know that um there there is a a divide both in the in the deep state as people call it and in, in the uh, civilian population among political and ideological lines is there uh, something more spiritual in nature that is um rearing its ugly head that is causing the amount of deception it seems like the truth is not even important anymore to either side a lot of the times and that people are just buying into the the deception that fits their ideology is there something more spiritual in nature going on well i believe that again biblical prophecy you know gives a picture of a broader confusion and upheaval as we move closer to those global events that are going to occur sooner or later. So we're going to see more of that anyway. And the violent side, that violent side is predicted. Now, I will say this too, that what we were seeing in in this country in the last eight years was, in my view, not socialism, charged globalism. I'll explain. Nazis, Nazi, Nazis came about by a ideology. They didn't exist prior. They, you know, the Germans, you know, the Germans were there. And, well, Nazi ideology was spiritual revelation. Spiritual revelation that got turned into political ideology. Um, I'm going to say that, that global, the push in the context of global ideology is supernaturally charged. That there is a satanic side to getting nations to embrace globalism, to embrace riddance of the nations. Um, I believe George Soros, who I've read about getting up in the middle of the night, out of just whatever, getting up like crazy, and then writing notes, whatever comes to his head, he writes down, and what he's doing. I believe he's completely um, guided, directed in a dark way to do what he does. Um, because in a fallen world system, you know, God gives governments to hold, to kind of like hold the bay, hold, give a good government, give freedom of the gospel, give, you know, let, you know, let things, you know, be good and, 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 and they're commanded to do good, com, 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 commission what is good and bear the sword on evil. When that flips around and it's deception and the rest of it, well, then you've got, I'll, I'll say that you either have, you have got leadership that opens the door to the dark side or helps close it. You have leadership that either um, sides with God per se um, or they open the door, they spit in the face of God. And I believe the last eight years prior to, prior to Mr. Trump was an administration that was embracing globalist ideology, that they were supernaturally guided, that they opened the door to spit in the face of God, thus opening the door to judgment even, and they were giving way to the enemy. They were bringing destruction. So right now there's a big pushback, but I notice in those that are the most violent and showing the violence and showing the vulgarities, I mean, when you've got Wiccans and, and people, Druids and Satanists and, and, and everybody like that <laughs> gathering together and they want to get dark powers to go against, um, that's huge. Indeed. So, you know, I'm just, I, I mean, my belief is that God has stepped in for a reprieve. We must take advantage. Um, it's not going to hold forever. Wow. The, the way you framed that, that makes perfect sense. This, uh, I like that, charged globalism. I understand that. 
Yeah, I mean, there the Nazis did what they did because of what they believed, but their beliefs came from spiritual influence, and then they wrote. That's what that's what developed political ideology that moved them. So what was happening? What's happening with globalist ideology? Um, I see it sinking with the very agenda that Satan himself wants. So it's luciferic. It's charged. It's supernaturally, demonically charged ideology. Um, that uh, you know, when people embrace it and uh, they want to believe it, then then you you see it. You you see them standing and the, even arrogantly in the face of God. And, and Russ, we had kind of. I think. I think. We, I guess we could take credit for the this term, this phrase. Um, we were talking in previous programs. What we're seeing right now could be like a form of spiritual, definitely cultural, certainly moral, but spiritual whiplash. Um, just as one would turn a car very quickly, um, perhaps you know, and. and yeah because there was a turn made um, unexpectedly it seems yeah. like would right. you agree? I would agree I, I would say all of a sudden there is now a razor blade in the face you've heard all Lindsay and all the other guys talk about how all the elitist globalists they're angry, mm-hmm. they think they've been set back 50 years and in my observation this has set them back in my observation, you know understanding if I was to think like the Antichrist you know, if think like the Antichrist for a second does he like what just happened? <laughs> Not even in the slightest. Um, the opposition to globalism, no globalist flag, no globalist, you know, um, you know that kind of stuff. So, so no, this is a good reprieve, a good. But here's, I'll just real quick tell you this: in historic revivals, when tens of thousands of people get saved at a time, thousands and thousands, um, there's a great sweeping in a nation like England, early days in America, and there's not this kind of riotous backlash. Here, there is a political reviving turnaround, but without the hearts of many folks that should, um, uh, there's a need for a lot of hearts because they're aligning themselves. That's the scary thing to me. They're aligning themselves with an agenda that will ultimately be Psalm chapter 2. The peoples will take their stand against God and his Christ. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Psalm 2. Yep. Psalm 2. Wow. All right. Well, you, I think you I think you summarized that very succinctly and and certainly drove it home. Um Russ, we're, we're about at the end of the program, my friend. What, what a great what a great time. Uh, a lot of information. Do you have any um uh shows that you've done recently or upcoming shows you want to promote? Any other appearances that you want to talk about? I'll be on with Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer in the morning. We've been doing Tuesday mornings together a little bit. That's been kind of really neat, uh, speaking to men. Uh, and we did brand new shows last week. It's all on my website, and I've got one tomorrow. Um, so some new shows I've never done. I was on with Omega Man a week ago, and so that's out there too. Um, but we list all of them, so if they go to Shatter the Darkness ultimately, or if they go to my Facebook page, they will get every new show, every new thing coming uh, they'll get all of it. Okay, cool, yeah. beautiful. All right, and and of course, awaken to the shaken, May fifth and sixth. Russ Dizdar, along with us and Pastor Paul Begley, can't mm-hmm. wait for that. And, and yep. Russ, um, I, I guess I could do this over the air. I'll, I'll be talking to you. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll 
we'll be meeting for coffee or something. Sounds good. We'll be coming down there. But uh, all right, we're going to be praying good. for you and your wife and your team. And he's got a great team, folks. And uh, absolutely, you know, absolutely, you're just a, a, a very gifted man and a very gracious man. And I was just want to say thank you so much for all you've done, all you do. Thank you, thank right, you, brother. Joe, Doug. Thank you. Bless right. Thanks, Russ. Have a good night. Good night, folks. That was Russ Isdar. My goodness, uh, shatter the darkness. Dot that. Dot that. And you know, black uh, the Black Awakening, his book, and all of the. Um, yeah, we can spend hours, and mm-hmm. I think we, I think we probably have spent hours watching the videos, his videos. One thing um, that we we didn't open the show with that we have to talk about is um, Chris Putnam passed away. Yes, uh, last week. Yes, and um, he was still he was still pretty young, fifty one uh, years old. And by the way, folks, because uh, we were getting emails, and look, people look, were look, asking. Uh, yeah, we don't know how he passed away. It was unexpected. It was sudden. We we don't know. And um, out of respect for the family, we just don't know. I, it, it's it, it, so end of story. Uh, so don't ask us because we don't know. But he was a good friend of the program. He was on. Uh, in fact, I think he was. He was on quite a few times by himself. He was on with Tom Horn a few times. Yeah. He was on with Tom Horn and Steve Quill, which is, I believe, what the episode that was posted on HagmanReport.com. dot com. Um, uh, 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 look, we understand. Okay, on Facebook, on our Facebook page. Um, we sp- okay. His first name is C R I S. We spelled his name correctly. Uh, in the headline, it was posted incorrectly with an H. Facebook picked yeah. it up. Okay, we apologize, apologize, apologize for that. But um, it's it's correct in the article. Um, the, you know, short of taking down that posting. I don't know what else to do. Just understand that it's correct in the article. Just the the, the headline is incorrect. So I mean, we could take down the article and just, uh, or take down the the posting, and you know, I, again, I don't know. And with I guess the, I have, to have somebody smarter than me to fix that. With the last few minutes we have left, do you want to tell people about the the revamping of the North well, yeah. Intelligence Network? Yeah, uh, very quickly, because I, I heard you do the open. Uh, a couple of things taking place, and I think people really need to know. Uh, HomelandSecurityUS.com, the uh, group of investigators, some new, uh, I'm not going to get into the composition of the investigative team, but um, they're back. In the mandate is to look at all threats, foreign and domestic, including not just the Islamic threat to our country, but also the globalist threat. Something that was missing when it was initially established back in 2002. The threat by the anarchists, by the Obama-type Alinsky people, by the threats from within. So that's, uh, and I'll be populating HomelessSecurityUS.com with reports public to the public about what's taking place. As a matter of fact, two reports uh, over the last two days, more to follow. So keep your eyes on that. Hagman and, uh, HagmanReport.com is the central point, however, that's, that's the page where Joe and I and and, and uh, John Robertson and uh, that's the the focal central point. Um, with respect to one more thing, and, and I wanted to mention this, uh, I did write an article, and you mentioned it earlier. It's on homelessgirdios.com. It's about the wiretapping. It's about the FISA court. Uh, yeah, and I talked about that a little yeah, beginning I, of the show, but I didn't yeah. get too much into it. 
it, um, this is a this is a huge, huge, huge deal. This is perhaps one of the biggest stories, and I, I, I'll do a, a more intense report. I, I, if you go to CanadaFreePress.com, or if you go to HomelandSecurityUS.com, you can read the read the article. Or go to CanadaFreePress.com, comment on the article, and share it because, folks, and Joe, you mentioned it. Um, you have. First of all, Obama, we have to be very careful of how we say things. Obama did not tap Donald Trump. Okay. Right. You're not going to see Obama's, like, Barack Obama sign as, off on, the know, on the warrant right. and Donald Trump. No. But you know, uh, it's something interesting. The Department of Homeland Security Secretary John Kelly said this afternoon that Donald Trump has compelling evidence. Oh, of that course. Obama ordered yes. wiretapping of home and offices of Donald Trump during the 2016 election cycle. It, at 5.35 in the morning, 5.35 a.m. on Saturday morning, if you think that, that 140 character limited, limited tweet was, was unfounded by any evidence, you're sadly and sorrily mistaken. And when I'm, uh, somebody pointed out this in a, in a comment section, which is really interesting, they believe that the warrants were obtained under the Russian narrative that he there was were two, right, so there were two banks. the continuation to push the Russian narrative in the news was purposeful because they they knew they had a certain amount of time before this would come out which would try to justify a reason for them and there it is SV Bank Alpha Bank server in 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 the possession or in the orbit of Donald Trump right and if there was evidence they would have they would have definitely uh, uh, revealed it by now absolutely but there was nothing to find so I think we need to, to continue to look at, at the evidence, and we can't back back off of uh, what's been done here. It's unprecedented. Very well said, and thanks for carrying the open of the program. But exactly right. Um, so th- that's a big deal, folks. American Spring, it's coming. It's going to be bumpy. Buckle up, saddle for battle, prepare spiritually, physically, mentally. How would these people act if Obama was arrested or indicted? I'm going to tell you. Well, I don't think Obama will be, but you got you got some exposure with Department of uh, Justice, and also at some of the uh, appointees in the executive branch of the Obama regime. Watch, something is coming very soon. That'll do it for us. Until tomorrow, stay safe. God bless. Have a great evening. 